It's time for another episode of Talking Bollocks and it's out now! Yes! Hello, welcome, welcome back. It is indeed Talking Bollocks. It is I, your host, Howard H. Smith. Talking Bollocks is about to commence. In fact, it already has. This is it. This is what the show is all about. Me being slapdash, ill-prepared and talking bollocks. So welcome. If this is your first time, what you're doing, go back, go listen. And if you're a regular bollocks, well, it's blah, 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 already tripping over my tongue, trying to sound smooth at the beginning. That's not going to happen. Pretty much a fucking dickhead. So let's start again. If you're a regular bollocker listening to, tuning in for the latest bollocast, you are in for a treat. Well, you might be. I don't know. I haven't actually fucking recorded the rest of it because, as usual, this is just it. So I know the interviews are going to be going uh, are going to be cool. Um, I know you're going to like them. But as for this gibberish that I spout off, don't know about that. So anyway, always got to do it. Have to do it. Got to do it. Feel compelled to do it. The power of Christ compels you. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, tangent, first one, thank you. Oof, get in. Um, I am your host, Howard H. Smith, and I am also the lead singer of Rebooted, UK thrash band Acid Rain, new single, Planet of the Damned Out, now available at acidrain.co.uk forward slash music or iTunes or on Spotify if you're a massive cunt. Um... So what's been going on? Oh yeah, I'm also do sta- I also do stand-up comedy. Um, I do a character called Keith Platt. You can go to keithplatt.co.uk to find out all about um, his whereabouts and mine at the same time. It's just a character. It's not another person. Um, and um, uh, yeah, so yeah, check out that. Um, and uh, yeah, more about more about uh, Keith and my comedy exploits um, a little later on. But let's let's press on. Let's press on with um, let's press on because three is good, two is bad, and one is just lonely. Um, <laughs> this really is just fucking cock already, isn't it? Absolute. Some of you are going, ah, oh, this is all right. This is a good laugh. And some of you are going, Jesus Christ, the interviews better be good because this guy is a cock. No argument here. So anyway. Um, yeah, um, a, a sad start. Um, I have to I have to bring the mood down slightly. But just a few hours ago, this is um, Thursday, the twelfth of November, um, at sixteen sorry, sixteen eighteen twenty six p.m. So uh, if you want to make a note of that, and if you're listening in the future, you know that'd be I, fucking. What am I talking about? So anyway, only a couple of hours ago, um, heard about the very sad passing of um, Phil the Animal Taylor or Filthy, as he was known, former Motorhead drummer. Um, now, as regular listeners may may know, I don't have a particularly um, uh, I don't have a particular fondness for for Motorhead, or um, or in fact Lemmy. Um, I'm not I'm not in any way wishing him dead or anybody who's been in Motorhead dead. Um, and um, and and to be honest, I think that the thrash community um, owes a hell of a lot to um, Filthy Phil Taylor because um, it was those double bass drums on. Um, uh, on Overkill that, that pretty much fucking started everything going, um, you know. Um, uh, but la- but like Lars Ulrich, um, Phil hadn't been playing the drums for a long time. Um, he'd um, uh, he'd been ill. Don't know what Lars's excuse is. Um, just being shit. Um, sorry, this is meant to be a, a sort of serious. I well, I can't really do serious, can I? Look, what I'm saying is. Phil Taylor's passed away, and it is, uh, and it's very, very sad news. And of course, it it reminds us all that life can blindside you, yeah. Because we're all we're all waiting for fucking the Skeletor lookalike that is Lemmy these days. To you're just waiting for that story to break, 
And for this to come swooping in, um, it just reminds you what a fucker life can be. You know, you, it, it's, it can blindside you. Everyone's eyes on Lemmy. Oh, Phil's gone. It's, it, and, and it's a, you know, I mean, Aussie is still alive. Randy Rhodes, you know, explain that to me. Apparently, there's a god. We'll also get onto that in a bit as well. <laughs> Blackie Lawless, you cock. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, a, a moment of silence for the passing of Phil Taylor, I believe, is in order. So it, quite apt given this week that it was the uh, the two minute silence. So I'll tell you what, why don't why don't I and you just do a, a, a let's just do a 10 second silence for, for Phil. I'll get my watch here. Right. So if you're listening to this, please do 10 second silence from now. And there we go. I think that's. Um, I think that's a, actually. You know, I think uh, Kerry King was right. It should have probably been ten minutes noise. But anyway, I hope you. I hope you observed that. So um, it's only ten seconds out of our days, isn't it? But um, it's always sad news to hear about something like that. The other sad thing is to hear, the other sad thing that in the drumming world that is uh, terrible to hear about. Yes, um, Mike fucking Portnoy and that fucking stupid drum kit. Um, for those of you who might be unaware of this story, um, Portnoy um, has been getting a lot of attention on the fucking um, uh, on the internet at the moment, and um, with playing a Hey Kitty drum kit, he brings it out halfway through his big rock star drum solo and, and plays it, and apparently it's hilarious. And there's a competition for you to win that kit. And I've got to be honest, um, I I I would I'm I have entered the competition. Um, because if I do win it, I want to get, uh, I want to, I want to film me pissing on it, setting fire to it, and then I'm going to put it on YouTube and send it to Mike and go, there you go, mate, up there, right up your fucking ass. That, my friend, is from the NHS, because we over here do not forget bullshit behaviour like the kind you came out with very fucking quickly. In fact, let's say we'll never, ever forget. And in fact, uh, um, <laughs> God, yeah, never forget in this week of commemorating um, uh, lost soldiers and all the rest of it, and I've managed to turn it into, we will never forget Mike Portnoy being a dickhead. Um, but hey, what the hell, I, it seems kind of apt. And, and in, this is in the same week, right, dickhead Portnoy. Um, you then look at Rand, what happened to Randy Blythe in Dublin. Um, basically, Randy Blythe was out um, uh, late at night, Doing some uh, doing some photography as he's apt to do. He's a very good photographer, I have to say. I follow him on Instagram, and it's very very cool. Um, and I'm, I'm such a I'm such a bunch of um, contradictions, aren't I? You know, I sla- slag the guy off following him on um, Instagram, but like I've always said, it's nothing personal. He seems like an absolutely fucking top guy. Um, the way he dealt with the whole being thrown in jail, I mean, it's just fucking amazing, amazing. Um, I just wish I liked his vocals more. Well, at all, frankly. But anyway, um, he was in Dublin. Uh, a bit of a tangent. Carry on. He was in Dublin, um, and um, basically, he got uh, he got set upon by some youths, um, or if you're an Italian American, some youths, um, or if I, I don't know, youth is that is that a word now, or is, uh, am I old? Is that we've moved on since that? Don't know. Don't care. So anyway, um, and he's actually he's actually posted and come out about the whole story. And do you know who he blames? Does he blame the kids? No. Does he blame Ireland in general? No. Does he blame the NHS? No, Portnoy dick. Right? I'll tell you who he blames? Himself. 
He blames himself for putting himself in that position and for letting his street smarts desert him for a few minutes and end up in a position where that could happen. Right? Portnoy, are you fucking listening? You cunt! That, I'm afraid, that is that is outstanding behaviour. That is how to deal... I mean, what a guy. I have taken the piss out of his name. Dave Blythe. Surely got to be better. Dave Blythe has got to be better than the porn star name that is Randy Blythe. But anyway, I've taken the piss out of his name. I have said I don't like his vocals. I have slagged off his band. I have never slagged him off as a guy. And I never would. What a fucking bloke. If I ever get the chance to get him on the podcast, I would, I would crawl over broken glass to get him on the podcast. I really would. Um, uh, although, although how we have a conversation... Uh, well, we're just going to have to not talk about um, Lamb of God. Um, but there's so much to talk talk about with the guy other than music. He's a fascinating bloke. And definitely on my, you know, definitely on my top five list of people that I would love to get on the podcast. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, what a guy. What a guy. Um, and, and this actually leads us on to... Um, uh, some comments I made on last month's podcast seem to have upset some people in Dublin. Um, and um, I- I'd like to apologise to anybody that I upset um, about with those comments. I'd like to apologise, but I fucking can't. Right? And I'll tell you why. Uh, basically, I was, ac- I was accused of slagging off Dublin. Well, no. What I said was the turnout was very disappointing. In fact sort of half of where it was everyone else everywhere else true that is a fact if you don't like that then that's unfortunate but that is as that is as solid as a fact as the moon comes out at night and the sun comes out in the day okay if if that is me slagging off dublin i'm sorry it's a fact there's nothing i can do about it it's true okay now um i've also i've been on the metal island um uh, forum and I, I have replied to a few comments on there and uh, there, there was a few people going oh no I don't feel about-. I, I, look I'm being honest I'd like to think that that is the least um, you deserve uh, again if if, um, if if people would like me to lie and say oh yeah it was fucking amazing it, you know it, it was disappointing what can I say how could it not be disappointing when you suddenly going on to half the people that you have been everywhere else? And believe you and me, I don't think you'll find a single person who was at that Dublin show who thought, oh, they're not, re- they're not putting any effort. We fucking gave it everything. And let me be very clear, the people who were at that show were fucking awesome to play for. There is no doubt about it, okay? I, the, the actual night itself was great. We enjoyed it. Marvellous. But if you cannot take the fact that about those attendance figures and and you think that's me slagging slagging the place off it isn't it's a it's a fact okay so sorry about that that's the way it was but it was still a great night um and 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 i've also said it'll be a long time before we go back um and and again that i was accused of burning bridges because i said it you know a lot of people were saying well there's a lot of gigs on and you know people have only got so much money and you know finance dictates that they can't go to all the gigs and I was like that's absolutely fine but finance also dictates that you know our our path as well so you lose a shed load of money at a gig which we did um, uh, that you're not going to rush back there basically so it works both ways. I totally understand that, you know, you've got all these bands to go and see and, you, you, you know, you, you didn't have the money to go and see Zentrix, Acid Rain and, and, and Shrammel. That's absolutely cool. I totally get that. I totally get that. No one's got unlimited funds. 
But it works both ways, neither have we. And it makes no sense to go rushing back to a place where we played to, you know, half the audience, where we could go other places and play to twice as many people. So that's, that is just market forces, I'm afraid. That is just the way the world works. So if you're upset about that, sorry, but you're obviously going to be upset about a lot in life. I would suggest staying in a lot. Um, but not where an acid rain in town, okay? But, but yeah, I was accused of burning bridges by saying, you know, we... You know, we won't be back anytime soon. And that's the truth. That's not me saying, that's not burning bridges. I didn't say we wouldn't be back. I said we wouldn't be back anytime soon. But it's amazing the way people just, oh, yeah, oh, that's burning bridges. They're not coming back. Really? Read the fucking words. It's, it's, it's really simple. Anyway, I've, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent there, and I didn't even have that in my notes, but um, uh, I did want to, you know, get that out there. So, um, anyway, um, Oh, I, I I couldn't believe this. This was sent in um, by um, by Pete. Thank you very much. Um, it was um, uh, sorry, wrong story. Here we go. Yeah, there's there's a couple about Kiss which does my head in. But um, just listen to this for the beginning of a story, okay? And and how much does this make you sick? Through an unprecedented three-way collaboration, Los Angeles-based Media Horse, a music licensing creative marketing firm, I mean, yeah, Los Angeles and Nashville-based Hori Pro Entertainment Group, the US music, music publishing subsidiary of Tokyo-based entertainment conglomerate Hori Pro Incorporated, yeah, as well as publishers of the Kiss catalogue and the classic rock band Kiss have announced the release of their first ever compilation album to feature all female artists covering classic songs of Kiss. Now, this is not going to turn into me making a diatribe about female artists covering Kiss songs because frankly, Kiss have always been incredibly lightweight as far as I'm concerned. I mean, seriously, how people... Can, uh, the the image is awesome. The stage show is awesome. The music is lightweight as fuck. Always has been. Always will be. These songs can only be improved by being interpreted by female artists. But Jesus Christ, can you rinse the last drips out of this fucking diseased cock of a band? I mean, just that further before they even get to before they've even mentioned Kiss. Right. They've mentioned a, a licensing and creative marketing firm and they've licensed. They've mentioned a, um, an entertainment group. They've maintained a, a, a Tokyo based entertainment conglomerate. It's like it's all just like, yes, here's the money. Here's another reason for some money. Here's another people do want some money. And here's some money money. And here's Kiss endorsing it because it means money. It's I mean, look. Fucking hell! I I always go on about musicians, um, you know, needing to earn, and what a shame it is about the you, you know the, you, that basically everyone's become a t-shirt manufacturer. But you know that is just fucking bollocks. Anyway, just to prove what a contrarian I am, I am now going to turn around completely contradict my well, not contradict myself, but hopefully uh, the point you get from this is the fact that um, I'm not so entrenched in my beliefs and opinions to just basically rule out everything that anyone says in KISS. So, for instance, Gene Simmons, who I've slagged off many times, um, uh, has made a really good point, and it's a point I've actually made on this podcast. So, it, it turns out, me and Gene, yeah, we're, um, yeah, we're of the same opinion. 
That, and that's that's kind of weird. Um, but basically, his statement was, when you stop charging for things, it becomes worthless. And and this is something that I know you're probably bored to death of me going on about. But it is, you know, the word free is a great word. You hear something's free and you think, oh, awesome. But also, unfortunately, it does mean worthless. Um, and he's absolutely right. You know, that's, that's the cancer that's basically... Uh, eaten into the music industry is, is the fact that um, music is worthless. I mean, we're beyond people like, robbing music. People don't even want to. People don't even want to own it now. I mean, that's the insane position that we're in now. Um, is that um, we, yeah? We, we've now got to a place where people can't even be bothered to steal music, right? Because they're not interested in owning it. They 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 just want to put on YouTube and shuffle it, or they want to put on Contify, Spotify. And listen to that. And by the way, if if you are listening to this, right? Um, and, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously you are. Yeah, if you're not listening to this, fuck off. Um, uh, I, so I, I interrupted myself then, right? I I genuinely interrupted myself and stopped myself from finishing a sentence so I could take the piss out of me. That that is basically. That's why I do stand-up, right? Um, fuck. I'm heckling myself. I'm interrupting myself. That is a new high. Although, depending on which way you look at it. Um, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, no, fucking hell, come on, mate. Spotify, at least pay royalties. Don't make me fucking laugh. Please. Okay? You would not believe... That ha- Basically, the royalty they pay is the smallest possible royalty without getting done for theft, right? Basically, if you had one billion plays on Spotify, um, you earn about 50, 60 grand. Um, And I'm going to be completely honest now and say, um, Acid Rain, Plan of the Damned, our Spotify revenue so far in the first three months of release is $1.18. Okay? So... If you've got Spotify, and when you're listening to it, you're thinking, well, at least I, you know, at least I, I pay for my Spotify. Right? Yeah, you, no, sorry. It just doesn't fucking happen. There's two sets, there's three sets of people who, who, who get something out of Spotify that's worthwhile. That is, people who listen to the music, the advertisers who are on when it's free, and Spotify when people pay and, and sign up for, for, to download as much as they like. It, it's, it's just basically, it's just a fucking cunts game it really is complete fucking cunts game but um anyway i am at work on the spotty fuck t-shirts by the way i haven't forgotten i'm 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 definitely thinking of getting those <laughs> definitely thinking of now I, I am gonna get them done i promise i promise anyway look i've been jabbering on it's coming up to nearly 20 minutes seems like a good place to leave it um now this is this is uh really unusual because i am now gonna we're now gonna go straight into the english dogs interview which i did last night um, and believe it or not, less than 24 hours ago. Normally, things are, you know, are in the can for a while. This was done la- the, the, yesterday, last night. And um, because I love you guys so much, and because I'm dedicated to this podcast, I went to see um, English Dogs. It was English Dogs, um, uh, uh, Rain of Fury, Cremated, Pete's Band, um, and another band, do apologise, they were first on, it was very weird, it was like four King Diamonds, but anyway. Um, and, um, yeah, it was, it was, 
I did the interview and I had to leave about 10 minutes into the first band I didn't get to see Pete um, I didn't see, get to see Created, Cremated which I really wanted to do I didn't get to see Rain of Fury which I really wanted to do and I didn't get to see English Dogs which I really wanted to do but I had to leave and come back here so I could do another podcast interview with a guy in New York um, and he's not a muso so don't start thinking who that might be um, but it's, it's basically it's, that's coming up for December's podcast so I had to come back and do that I missed all the bands so um, so you know yeah I am harping on about it but um, so yeah it's, it's not all fucking rock and roll it's not all rocking up and drinking beers in dressing rooms and having a laugh and just sticking a tape recorder and recording stuff I mean don't get me wrong the Gamma Bomb and Reanimator one was exactly like that but um, you know I'm just saying anyway here we go um, this is me Giz and Aidy from English Dogs having a chat last night so um, here I am at, uh, in the garage uh, dressing room last time I was here was um, uh, with Andrew O'Neill um, but this time I am with Giz Butt and Eddie Bailey from uh, the English Dogs uh, hello fellas hi man you alright yeah very well thanks um, well look um I've got to be honest, I'll come clean. Um, I went to the underworld first. You did? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I went to the underworld. Yeah, I went to the What, to No, today. Oh, really? Yeah. I just assumed you'd be there. So I, oh, I, I was like, you know, I went down there, and of course I came out, and it just says, it just says the underworld. Faster pussycat, and I was like, "You, yeah, you massive." So then you phone P, and then no, 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 no. So I just went. No, I just went straight on my phone. I used the internet. Why ring someone? Do you know what I mean? That you know. Yeah, Yeah, why talk to people? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, you've got no sense of direction. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, Um, that's for you, mate. Thank you. Nice one. That's all right. No problem. Could wear that tonight. Listen. Oh, you could. Listeners, that's me giving Giz a. An acid rain plan of the day. You want to hear like a crumpling sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a falling, and then a sticky. And everybody heard that you say, oh, I could wear that tonight. So we'll be waiting for the pictures in the press. Yeah. Um, If there's going to be pictures in the press, I will. (laughs) So how long is it since you've not played London? Uh, Apart from Exodus. Exodus. Like last time you headlined the show. And we didn't headline that one either. Was that with with Voivod? Yeah. Hang on. We got 88. on the Vod all of a sudden. You play that. <laughs> um, it, it's no, it's right. Oh, you say Voivod. That was Voivod. Yeah, it's a bit. I played with you in London in '87, and that yeah, was after that Voivod. '87. Mm. Woolwich Polytechnic or somewhere. Oh like yeah, I remember that one. Fucking hell! Because Colin like put it on. He put it on, didn't he? Colin yeah. Conflict. Yeah. Colin Jerwood. Oh right, okay. So fucking. So it's that long since you did like well, yeah, not, not yeah. a headline show. Fucking hell. We, you, you wouldn't have been in the band then, would you? Well, it was fucking was. Yeah, it was, yeah. Absolutely. Well, all us three were, me, him and Spike. Sorry, mate. Hello, Hello, Spike. Hello, mate. Hello. 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 Hey, Howard. Sorry, mate. Do you think that I just sort of came along in the, well, the it, 90s? Well, no, 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 it's just that idea. Like that. <laughs> it's just the last time we, I, I, remember, I remember we spoke, and, um, and, I, and I said, I said, like, uh, I was, like, forward into battle was, was um, before that was my thing. Yeah, yeah, so the end of that. the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, and then, and you said, "All oh, right, I started writing everything." Yeah, you probably been there. You started, but you kind of got involved in the writing. Ah, right. No, I mean, I got involved in to the ends of the earth and onwards. Ah, right. Okay. So that's when that was eighty-four. 
Yeah, well, it wouldn't be the first time I've misinterpreted. September '84. Well, no, it wouldn't be the first time I've misinterpreted something. So uh, my eternal apologies. Well, well no, 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 it's, no, a long, it's a long time ago. It's very foggy. You've probably got quite a lot to deal with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I, I saw you lot play. Do you remember Scrumpies in Leeds? No, under it was the corn exchange. Under the corn exchange. I just always think of Adam and Eve. It was Adam and Eve. Yes. Yeah. 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 Was it Adam and Eve? Yeah. We were there every. Yeah. We used to play there every three months. Yeah. Yeah. We were. That would be. That would be Nick Topchek. Nick Topchek. Yeah. That's the last time I saw you guys because I was. um, I didn't see you. I didn't see you Exodus because I was in on the bus interviewing C. All right. Yeah. That's my excuse. Um, Well, we was on there afterwards getting very drunk with him, weren't we? (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's a star, isn't he? He's an absolute star. Really is. But, um, so what are the plans moving forward then? We're not going to talk about anything that we've done already. I know, I won't. This will go on for about an hour, mate. You're going to have to. I won't let you out of the room. Let's talk about what we've done. Alright, go on. Uh, if you want to talk about what we're going to do, the American oh. tour in March, mm-hmm. you know. That's the, everything, you know, because it's so difficult to sort out an American tour to do Jesus, it like, yeah. legally. <laughs> with visas, yeah, uh, you know, because we want to do it legally. It's time, like we always have. <laughs> um, you know, it's just like um, sorting out visas is, is, well, you know, it's crippling. Yeah, yeah. Well, that um, costs costs are ridiculous. Yeah, you know, the only way that we've managed to do that so far is really from kind of like really kind people that are massive fans of the band helping us out financially wow yeah so i mean it's, it's just impossible you know is that is that like us based fans uh, oh, both, a bit of both a bit of both right yeah. <laughs> some people trying to get you out so guys i'm just going to put my mic some people trying to get us in to their country and some people trying to get us out of this one yeah, right, yeah. okay yeah um but going back, well, let's let's go let's go all the way back to the beginning then. Yeah. Um, or at least when, well, let's let's start with to the ends of the earth because that's yeah. kind of like where that's where I came in as a, as a fan. I was like, fucking hell, this is amazing. They were like, you and Broken Bones were like my my introduction into yeah, UK yeah. hardcore. Mm. Um, yeah, but, you know, I can see played with them quite a lot at that time. Yeah. First gig that they ever did was supporting the Desecrators, and that was like kind of my punk metal band before I joined the English Dogs. Yeah. So you know it was all bubbling up about at that time. You know there was the whole fusing punk and metal thing was was undercurrent at that time. It was going to happen. Mm. Of course, labels were completely unaware of that. Yeah, you know. It's, yeah, I mean we 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 used to like play down here didn't we and go to like Shades records yeah and go in there and hear things that we've never heard before and think what the fuck's this you know I think that's most people's experience yeah. with Shades yeah I did that you were yeah. there as well oh hell yeah yeah, yeah went in there flogging demos yeah that's, well, that's what they used to play I mean I think they used to yeah. play stuff over you know and, and we used to go in there and hear stuff and I mean, the, th- the I thing was, there was a really healthy tape trading thing going on. Yeah. There was like a bunch of people, every kind of group of like punks and sort of like hardcore metalers had their serious tape trading guy that was in it and was distributing tapes out to all and sundry. 
there was people doing it from the punk angle. So, you know, you'd get, you know, sort of like underground punk bands that were, were edgy coming through from them. And then you'd get people that were doing it from the metal angle. So you'd get, you know, that's where you first hear Voivod, Possessed, um, you know, like uh, the, the first thing that we ever heard of Metallica and Slayer was just this circulating tape of, you know, about kind of a dozen songs with yeah. Metallica Slayer and Exciter on it. Oh god! Um, yeah, I, yeah, I remember. You know, that. I, I, think, yeah. I think that that came through from Dig of Earache, but it was all an undercurrent that was going on, and, and it was all partly due to these great tape traders, you know, that were helping us hear all this new music. You know, so yeah, no, well, we, yeah, we came, we came, uh, we came in on the kind of, on the back end of that. By the time we came, it was like it wasn't so much. It was like tape trading was underground, but it was so fucking organised, and it was so yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. It, was, it was it was just proliferate right across Europe you know you get yeah you know you it get, was odd the way how people seem to know what your, your taste might be because they kind of figure, oh you're digging this you're digging that check out this they're kind of similar you know you get this as well you know so then you get Hellhammer you get like Celtic Frost you know um, all these different bands would come in via the tape traders so yeah. it, it went on in the punk world as well of course you know you get all the sort of DI DRI uh, mm. Raw power. You'd get all the bands that you'd hear from, like you know, more the punk and hardcore scene. Yeah. And I guess we were doing it as well. You know, we'd have our little bands. We'd circulate our tapes. We didn't have a record label. There were small. I'm not talking about English dogs now. I'm talking about pre-English dogs. Right. But the thing is, you know, like the Desecrators was the band that I had before I joined the English dogs. The English dogs found out that I was messing around with metal. Right. And, that, and, that, and they wanted that. They were interested right. in the same thing. We all had mm -hmm. similar kind of minds. It's good, it sounds like, you know, they discovered I was messing around with metal. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like, yeah. he's got a problem. He's messing around with metal. I'm worried about him. <laughs> you know, the thing is, you know, it was just like, I, I always liked playing the guitar. And some punk guitarists didn't really care about playing the guitar that much. They just enjoyed being in a band and fair play. Yeah. But I really enjoyed actually playing it. You know, it gave me something to do, it gave me something to think about, it gave me an angle. You know, I enjoyed actually playing the instrument. So yeah. my argument always was with these people, whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, right, you like anti-pasty, but come on, the guitarist is shit. You know? <laughs> and I was saying, you know, come on, I made it, the fucking guitars are great, you know. Yeah. And they'd slag that off because they couldn't hear the guitar. All they could hear was maybe the vocal, and they didn't like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I think that the musicians kind of could hear more, you know. And when you hear something more and more times after a while, you're much more kind of, oh, no, actually, I quite like that. Yeah. You know, you, at first you might have heard the singer of, you know, you might have heard James Eckfield on Kill 'Em All at first and go, no, I can't stand that screechy vocal. But then after, you know, like a month or so of listening to it because you dig the guitars, you think, no, oh, actually, no, I do like that vocal. How does yeah. anything get liked? Yeah. Know? Yeah. How does anything get right in the first place? There's always one thing that you might find a bit annoying. You know, yeah. I don't like that singer. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you're, yeah. you're a singer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have that a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, but it, it's kind of weird because you were like you were you were in that you were in that space where it was like punk and metal. So you'd get you'd get shit from metalers and you'd get shit from well, did you get shit? I don't think we got shit from metalers. Right, you, or you just you got welcomed into it. 
we seem to do, and then we seem to get shit from punks, really, didn't we? But sort of not here, but like the states. It was the states. It was a different story. It was like everybody was just like it was like they were all molded together. It's all like you know they were both. They, they sort of really got it, you know. Yeah, yeah. They certainly did. You know, like when we went over there and toured and. You know, when we went over in 2012, they got it then as well. I mean, we were all about crossing over. Yeah. And that was what we were trying to do. And in the States, it was just as if what we came up with was just ideal for them. Yeah. You know, maybe it's because it's a, so much of a bigger place, you know, they've got all the different states all next to each other. They've got the, you know, the different cultures of each state. You've got the beach culture of California, you know, they've got kind of like more of the sort of like edgy, new wavy culture of New York. You know, they've, they've got these different sort of defined cultures that go on in the space, but they're, they're all together, aren't they? They're yeah. just an, an island. <laughs> and over here, island you, mentality you can, you can well, be yeah. in fashion for like a month, three months, and then you're out, you know. And it's hard to put up with it. Uh, yeah. Which is why you kind of like often feel maybe this isn't where we really belong, maybe the ideal place for us is somewhere else, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even states, I think also the um, it, the, the whole the whole sort of hardcore scene, um, it was just it, it was embraced straight away. Yeah. You know, and, and straight and, and also I think it became it was it was it went mainstream. Well, not mainstream, but the mainstream were aware of it. I think Anthrax had a lot to do with that. As early as kind of '87 and '88, because they they were crossing over and put you know like and you know NYHC everywhere and people were like oh right what's all this about and yeah I mean you have like Metallica and Slayer wearing Discharge and GBH t-shirts you know absolutely you've never, yeah. never seen that before yeah yeah so yeah and they love Discharge all those bands love Discharge yes yeah. I remember when I first met Scott here and he told me that he's really, you know, I was, at the time I was kind of praising what was going on, you know, the American scene, and he was really praising the, the UK scene. And I said, oh, that's interesting, you know, what is it that you're listening to? And he goes, discharge. I'm like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, but it, like you said, also I think, I just think there's, there's a kind of more of a, it's a more accepting a more of an accepting culture over there, sort of musically, crossover. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think you're right. Because over here, with, without a doubt, the, you know, punks were never that um, open-minded. Yeah. You were either right. punk or you weren't. So it's like you're with us or against us. There was a line drawn. Yeah. Whereas Wrong. if you had that kind of thing where you wanted to bring other stars in, you wanted to merge other, other things. You know, that's not, it's not always going to work with everyone, that's just the way I think Yeah. And I guess that's what defines us and makes us who we are, and you know, it, it's, it's kind of, if you feel negativity from somewhere, then you think, okay, well, if that's the way you feel, you know, I'll lead you to it, you know, yeah. and I'll, that defines my path, I'm going to go over here then, if that's the way I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of my old punk mates, you know. But yeah, you know, I did tread a different path. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it, it, it kind of, but it was a very, but it was a very kind of gradual path. I mean, it kind of it seemed to start with to the ends of the earth, 
Um, yeah, that which is still very a, punk, more of, but more of a punky edge to it than yeah. than anything that really. But, but I mean, that, like I said, that's the first thing. First, our bass player at the time, um, Ian, said like, "Oh, English Dogs, the end of it. Got to see it. Got to see it." So I, I just bought it like sight unseen. I got it out and I was like, "Fucking hell!" Right. I was like, "Wow, they're English." Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like you're you're virtually local. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. To where yeah. I was from, I was like, "Fucking hell!" And that. Is um, that's in, that was inspiring to me because when I saw you, I'd have been like probably 16, 17, yeah. definitely. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's inspiring to see guys doing that was locally, yeah, doing in Adam and Eve's, yeah, locally doing it properly. And you think, well, you know, if they can, do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you just yeah. think, right, it's possible, it's possible, yeah. Um, and um. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it, yeah, it was Adam and Eve. Like I said, it would have been eighty six, eighty seven, around that time. Um, it was. I think it was. Yeah, it would have been definitely before. Well, what year was Forward into Battle? Eighty five. Right. Okay. Well, in which case, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I think you were. We played there after that. You see that? I could have sworn Forward into Battle was like eighty no, seven. Yeah. It was no. that, just from the sense that that it just seems to be for me. Now looking back at it, you say '85. I just think, fucking hell, that was that was way before yeah, its time. I mean, we used to, that was way before. Well, you could have seen time. us in '86 and '87 in '85. Yeah, we played there all the yeah. time, didn't yeah. we? That was one of the key places. That and the Hundred Club. We played. There was one point where the Hundred Club was just on a monthly basis. We were yeah. asking us to come. They were just ringing us up all the time, going, yeah. you know, "You've got to play next month, man." And it'd be fact. It'd be, yeah, it'd but be, people just wouldn't believe that yeah, now. No, no, I mean, you, know, you know, the exploited leave London, you know, and played London for ten years. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. a very developing scene at that time. It was, uh, yeah. Well, no, I there was a great uh, fan scene called Final Curtain. Um, a guy called Paul May. That he was really putting everything out there. You know, any any of the bands that were kind of like again joining in, you know, having a go. Um, <laughs> sacrilege from Burnham. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or oh, as they later became Sacrilege BC. Yeah. yeah. Um, Birmingham Crosses. <laughs> <laughs> there was, and then, see, the thing is, it was a bit strange because, like, as we kind of started to sort of go down, when we did the Where Legend began album, which was way too ambitious. Um, Think so? Yeah. We were label mates by that time. Yeah. It was it was oh, oh, hang on. what year was the ideas that we had I think that when Legend began could have been much much better better if we had had a producer. We didn't have a producer at all and we were just right. kind of like kids that were getting that were improving on our instruments and we wanted people to know about it. You were yeah, a little bit you too do much. though, don't you? But if yeah. we'd had a great producer that could have like Backed you off a brought bit. it all in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah, but also don't you think that, that that youth of you know, we want to do this if you've got a producer, you'd have just ended up telling him to fuck off a lot. Yeah. Who knows? We, we didn't, we we didn't, didn't with this guy anyway. We never know. He was <laughs> like, the guy that we had was yeah. just a, like, he was like just a snoring the studio, and he was just a fool. He, 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 he was an engineer. He was working at the studio, and he was just like, you know, one of these kind of London wannabes, you know, drives a, a Porsche around and works at a studio. Had a bit of a photographer image, really. You know. Where'd you record it? Uh, Matrix. Right. Okay. And um, he did a terrible job of it. He didn't understand what we were trying to achieve. 
and we didn't know how you achieve it. As I said, we were kids, we just had to be played, and that was it. We had the gear, but we didn't really, you know, we didn't have the greatest gear. We needed yeah. someone to help us. We didn't yeah. have that. But also, but I, I, but I think we, I think at that time as well that the music you were playing, the music we were playing, it was, it was still developing. Yeah. And and what you found, you, it was very rare that you found anybody who worked in a studio who knew what to do with it. Well, it, it depends on what studio you went to. It depends on the producer and if that's, if the record label was going to actually kind of like pay for one rather than just throw you into a studio and say, you know, see how you do. Mm. Well, I mean, as we started to go down, you know, bands like you and Sabbath, you were coming through. Zendrix, yes. we yeah. were going down and you were coming through. And I think that then, that the, I kind of like to think that we paved the way a bit. You know, that we kind of sowed the seeds, that we just kind of like started the ball rolling. Well, you were, de you were definitely an inspiration to us. I mean, um, I remember Gaz, um, I remember me and Gaz nicking off school listening to Ford into Battle, you know, and we, we were both like, fucking hell, you know, they're like, they're from not far away. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, you know, we, we, you know, we're at school going like, right, we can fucking do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's... Well, that's yeah. the idea, the yeah. inspiration. Well, absolutely. So you were absolutely. coming from the same kind of thing as well, fusing punk and metal. Together. Well, no, we were, we were, well, well, sort of. Actually, it, it was more kind of. Well, Gaz, Gaz, um, was really into the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, uh, yeah. but he was yeah, also, we were, but he was also really Danny, into Black Sabbath. Could you pass us a water? Sorry, mate. We were as well. We were into yeah. Dead Kennedys. We loved uh, them. Um, and so there's, there's religious there's, vomit. You can so know, you actually say that that was one of the first ever punk oh. songs. Without a doubt, I mean, uh, but there's, there's, so there's on the, on the demo that we did, the Moschenstein demo. There's like there is like some some punk tunes on it, so, but we kind of we kind of thought, well, no, we we're going to commit here. We committed to to metal, but we always had a lot of punks at our shows, and people listening to this would be sick of me saying this, but and it's taken me years to figure out why. Like, what used to every time we played Edinburgh, what what he'd be on the guest list, sit at the back. I mean, I've never spoken to the guy in my life, and, he's, and yet he's, he's like he's been on our guest list about five times yeah. in Edinburgh. He's coming with his mates, sit in the back, watch the show, and leave. And um, and I could never figure out why we get punks at our shows. And then I realised that it was the fact that it was it was the it was the mindset. It was the fact that we didn't give a fuck. Yeah. But like we were we were a metal band, but but we didn't give a fuck. Yeah. We just we were just out to have a good time, to enjoy ourselves, and we didn't give a fuck. And that that's what they. Were identifying with, they were identifying with, not with the music. Mm. Some of it's us, More some of it's fast. Well, great attitude, but uh, absolutely, you know. And and I think that is, like I said, it took take me twenty years to figure that one out. Yes, yeah. I never figured that out. Back yeah, then. I think that um, we had more of that "don't give a fuck" thing when when we did to the ends of the earth because, you know, it was so new then. It was great, you know, and we kind of brought it into forward into battle as well. Yeah, but. And kind of very carefree, you know. We we didn't mind taking magic mushrooms whenever we fancied it. We kind of didn't worry too much. We just we just got on with it. But then we started to sort of care more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fatal mistake. Yeah. 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 But you know, with the new album, if we bring it all right back to the thing with two heads which is the album that we did, you know we decided we were going to write and record after we've done the 2012 reunion tour yeah um, we wanted to get the whole feeling and the essence of to the ends of the earth and forward into battle back again yeah well it's 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 kind of it's difficult to do that to go back and, and, and capture that 
Um, but how, I mean, how do you sort of go about approaching that when you think, you know, it's, it's all those years on? I think actually, I have still riffs in drawers, weren't there? Because riffs in drawers, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Do you yeah, still have stuff, stuff left over? There was, well, the, when oh we done when Legend began, we kind of felt that we needed to turn it back round again. Right, yeah. So there was a bunch of riffs that were around. Um, nearly an album, um, but the band never used them. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there was, there was a, 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 a long, old, dormant period, mm -hmm. wasn't there? Twenty years. Going on. <laughs> it totally, you know, it went all over the place. Well, yeah. I ended up joining the Prodigy at one point. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. There was, had, um, and yes, he did say he ended up joining the Prodigy. In case you did hear that right, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I had a band called Wardance that was immediately after the Christians. That was, I was trying to carry on the idea. Right. Uh, there was a few good riffs in that. Any, any sort of label, yeah, interest, any label interest or anything? With that one, Peaceville. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Have yeah. yeah. Oh, right, that's cool. So, uh, did, did you do anything? Nothing, I, I think that we just did like a couple of tracks on a compilation album. Yeah, that's right, Hammy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was two, he really, he picked up this demo of ours and he loved it. Uh, he put two songs on, I'm trying to remember, UK Thrashers song. The, 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 the demo versions? Yeah, we only yeah. ever did demo. No, no, yeah, no, it's just, it's classic hammy, isn't it? I really like this demo. I'm going to put it on the record. Yeah. No, we want to re-record it. No, 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 that'll cost money. Stick it, yeah, yeah. stick it on, stick it out there. Let's see what happens. Any money. Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing's changed. No. Well, you know, now we work, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we create an income stream, whether we've got any money or not, is another thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean. Where um, where legend began? Do you kind of because I, I, we kind of skipped that a little bit. There were some great ideas. Um, if only it had just been kind of. I felt it, it, as I said, we needed the, a producer. We needed to work with you know a yeah, wise. We needed a mind. direction, didn't we? we yeah. We yeah. Just, as, if I mean, someone had come along and said, "This song, you could make one album out of that song. Yeah. You know, why don't you try doing this just to help us a bit? Because we were you know we were young and we were." pushing the envelope, we didn't really know what we were doing, we just knew that we liked certain things. And what, what year was it as well? Well, it was 86. Right. Because yeah. I, rem I remember... Because we toured the States in 86. We toured the States, came back, rehearsed it for quite a while, and then I think we recorded it back end of 86, didn't we? So, so it came out in 87? I think it came out. No, we out. came out in 86, it yeah, came it out in very late September. Yeah, okay. I think the songs were in the bag, weren't they, when, before yeah. we went, and then... We had a couple of songs in the bag. We used to rehearse in a studio in Spalding at one time. Or Sleaford, that's it. Sleaford. And then we ended up kind of like rehearsing in some, some guy's farm. Because it wasn't, oh, wasn't, that, yeah. um, wasn't, where Legend began was, uh, was Music for Nations, wasn't it? Was it, was it Under One yeah, Flag? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. And you was on them as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, open the door for us and we nip right in. <laughs> and show it behind you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we passed you in the corridor on yeah, your way yeah. out. <laughs> um, but no, that was. I, look, as a fan, I remember. Did, did you raid the? Um, you raided the fridge. 
No, the fucking the cupboard. The, yeah, the yeah. cupboard. Oh, uh, fuck, mate. That's the only reason we signed with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Well, because oh. you could regularly go in and just oh, help yourself. I remember I, I, going I, out with a big, two big bundles of like records. Oh, and mate. the woman who worked there, she says, hey, do you forgot something? And I went, what? She went, the photocopier. <laughs> I said, I can't get it in my pocket. Do you know what? The, do you know what? That um, I, I even went back after the band had finished and when we weren't on the label anymore, years later, but I was still friends with them. Yeah. I'd still go in and say, right, can I, can I go yeah, and make yeah, the yeah. cupboard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, fucking hell, yeah, it was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Come out with like bags full of Zappa CDs and all sorts. It was the oh, best yeah. cupboard ever. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we remember about our... Um, yeah, uh, about our our time. All the freebies. Yeah, yeah. Our time on there. Yeah, yeah. Who, who did you deal with there then? Mike Palmer. Oh, who of course went on to Roadrunner. Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I think. Yeah, because he, he, he turned us down when he, he was at Music Well, I think that the story was was that Pinch, um, we kind of we, we had a friend that used to do our sound, drive us around, help us out a lot. He was the nearest thing we had to the manager, you know, um, called Charlie Joy. And I think him and Pinch went, they must have given Mark a ring, they must have phoned him up, they must have phoned up the Office of Music for Nations and said, hi, this is English Dogs, um, just done an album called Forward Into Battle and we're looking for a new record label. And I think the story went was, we know who you are. Yeah, I think and we and we know that album, and we really like it. So come in and let's talk. That's exactly what we want to hear, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's awesome. Hello, that's awesome. Yeah, certainly Cheers, thanks. Yeah, Cheers, yeah I mean it's like a. I tried some middle ones. Most bands dream, isn't it, to get a record made? Well, and and one that like turns around and sort of. Well, it was at the time. It was the label as well. Yeah, Metallica yeah, and yeah, 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 Anyway. Why is he going to talk? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there, there's, well, no. There's, some, there's something being planned for next year that you guys should be involved with. Okay. Oh, okay. So First of all, I'll just let you know. No, I, think I, I know can't say anything. I think I know what it is. I can't say anything. I think. Right. Know. Okay. So anyway, um, it's long you're fucking staring at me I like that. I'm going to get this fucker out of him now. <laughs> say it. Yeah, say it. Um, but um, yeah, no. I re- so I remember getting. Um, I remember getting where Legend began and. Like straight away, as soon as I saw the cover, I was like, oh, "I'm suspicious." <laughs> mm. um, and it, it was just so, f- it was so fucking ambitious. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. wow. That's why one of the reasons why when we did the new album, we, we thought, right, okay, this, we knew where we went wrong there. So it's like on the, on this album, we've got songs that. Are, Two minutes twenty, you know. We got songs that are and that's what three wanted. minutes, and we've yeah. got one that's ten three minutes. We just yeah. got one long song. But that, I think that was always an ambition, wasn't it, to do like a ten-minute song, really? Yeah. Well, we wanted to um, have like a go at <coughs> doing like stuff that was back in that whole vein of to the ends of the earth, forward into battle, and we knew that then we had something. We had like a nice little chemistry, nice little formula of doing things, and we we kind of said, let's try. And what is it that we liked then? What was our mindset then? Let's try and take it back to that. And that's what we tried to do. And um, I mean, me and Pinch were kind of like sending files over in Pro Tools and the Dropbox. 
And uh, you know, I'd go to my room and I'd kind of I'd just get like a click track and put down a couple of guitar tracks and then send them over to him and then he'd come back and he'd put some drums underneath it. And then he'd say, have a go at this. And he actually kind of went into the studio and did a drum track, which was really, you know, right out there. Um, not just like a flat beat, you know, just yeah. going all over the place. So I'd think, oh, okay. So I'd listen to it over and over again. And after a period of time, I'd start to sort of hear riffs and actually fill it in. It was like a template and I'd start to yeah. fill in the template. And then I'd go into the studio and I'd lay down some riffs on top of the drum track. And he'd say, great, great, you know, I'm liking it. This is really good. And then we'd have a go the old way again and I'd like do a, like a few riffs to a metronome again. And then he'd come back with a drum track and I'd try again. You, know, you can imagine driving around just listening to nothing but a drum track in your car. It's like yeah. of people looking at you thinking, this guy, don't you? <laughs> Look at him. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's just What's fucking he listening to the, this fucking rock. Yeah, no, drum people, track. No, people thinking he's got to be a drummer. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I was yeah. listening for was like, uh, as I said, it was a template. I was filling it in in my mind. I was hearing riffs, and uh, and then we we bounce it backwards and forwards. So we created like a similar energy to what we had back in 1984 and 1985. I mean, and, and then it was kind of like, you know, hungry to bring these new riffs. I mean, I mean, you know, then it was kind of like listening to bands, whoever, you know, you could reel them all off, whoever it could be. From the punk angle, it, it could be like rudimentary peni. From the metal angle, it could be metal church, you know. And then listening to it all and then kind of throwing it around and then coming into the real I've got this new riff. I want to shoehorn it into this song. It's going in, you know. And, uh, and then that's how we built our songs together then, you know. Whereas by legend, by the time it came to where Legend began, it started to get, it, it got much sort of, more in the way of like, I would create like a whole bunch of riffs which would basically be forming like a template of a song. And then that would kind of like, no, well, we'll just have that one. Like, what? I've just spent all month on this thing. We'll just have that one. And then we'll join it with this one. And, and it, it all got kind of, sort of messed around with it a little bit too much yeah took away some of the energy from it and just put technicality in its place right you know so this time around we tried to just keep that energy keep whenever we felt like we were on a roll just keep it going bang you know let's get this finished yeah keep it keep it going make it happen quickly so did you did you act, did you get together and do live rehearsals as well no. and work stuff out or was it all done no it was all done by Dropbox wow and we all went separately and recorded. Yeah. Really? Mm. Wow. Yeah, all the bass and the guitars were all done at night. They were sending me virtually full songs and like the lyrics and everything, and and I just recorded locally. Pinch recorded his drums so, over in the States. Vocally, locally. Vocally, locally, yeah. Vocally, locally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like a company we should set <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then we got it mixed by Andy Sneed. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, that's, uh, that's how I first met you. Yeah, I mean, Andy Sneap is a close friend of mine and um, been friends since 87, Birmingham. Um, Sabbath and Wardance played on the same bill. Oh, cool. Um, I tried to get into the band because I knew that they, they'd recently kicked out their guitarists. Yeah. I, so I, I tried to get in and they wouldn't let me in the band because... Uh, You're too punk. My, my guitar was just too stratty-looking for them. <laughs> 
they, 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 they needed something much more oh, pointed. But yeah, yeah, that, and that would have done it back in the day. Yeah, yeah. With the kind yeah. of guitar you had. Yeah. That, that decisions were made on things like that. You know, I was really careers, Yeah, careers were, you know, made and ruined well, I mean, by... Years later, I ended up kind of joining Sabbath as the bassist. I will, and that's, that's when I met you. Yeah. On that, on that, that last ever tour. Yeah. Were you doing, were you doing like keyboards as well? God, no. No? I don't do Keyboards, don't tell me you did them, Kiss, please. Oh, no. please Didn't you trigger some intros? No. Was that, that wasn't your spot? Oh, right, okay. That's a big denial, yeah. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, because that, that's... Tim did that. Of hell. Oh, shit. Yes, you're right, yes. Yeah. Tim of hell. Oh, there's a name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I went out for a curry with um, Andy last year, because we did, we did a, we did a podcast and... Um, uh, and yeah, Tim was there actually. Um, uh, another top lad. Um, so so while he was doing all of this, what we nothing. Yeah, I was doing nothing. Nothing, nothing musically. The thing or... was after we'd done like where legend began, and we was like pinch left, and Spike came in and did a great job, and it was, it was just like there was a lot of violence going on, weren't there? The, the gigs and I just like I'd had enough. I just thought I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's not, you know, the fact that before you're going on stage, it's people coming in your dressing room and threatening you and things like oh, that. And I'm going for fuck's sake, man! Do I, I don't really need this, you know? So um, I just, what, so what, what was all that about? Where was that coming from? It was all silly fucking skinheads and stuff, and you know, um, getting the wrong end of the stick about our name and things like that. Really. I think. Ah. Persuasive bastard, and, uh, and that was it, really. You know, and that's how the 2012 did, thing evolved. You know? Oh yeah, hell yeah! I mean, you know, it, was a, it was a mega tour, and and you know, the, the latest album came from that. Well, look, I mean, I did a fantastic. Well, look, well, look speaking as somebody who's just put a band together with no original members other than, yeah, well, yeah. You, other than me, um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty outstanding that you know you've managed to get that. Yeah, it's, it's it, with such a, with such a gap between it mm. it's that I mean that's yeah, yeah that's pretty incredible I mean it was like because I tried it, the, the thing is with yeah, the American yeah. tour it just seemed to like you know we recruited a couple of mates of pinchers who, who were from LA and that and 
you know, we've, I mean, I was unsure about them, and he's going, no, no, trust me, you know, they'll be, they're fucking massive English Dogs fans, they know, they know all the songs, you know, and it, and, and it were like, it just seemed to click into place, didn't it, when we got over there, you know. Yeah. No, no it was, it was great. Um, and yeah, obviously something had happened that made Pinch turn around. So um, I'm glad he did because what, the tour that we did was with um, Toxic Holocaust. Oh, right, yeah. And yeah. Casualties. Yeah. Toxic Holocaust were fantastic. And Havoc. And, oh, it was a perfect line of Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right over your street. Yeah. yeah. How many dates? 16, was it? 16 I think 16 16 I think. and did it did it I mean certainly probably more for you than you but like having been out of the, the business for 20 years did, did it just kind of like wash away all of that sort of not bitterness yeah, but those yeah, bad definitely. memories I mean, I, and just give you a I place mean, to sort of start again I was still like I was still of the mind was you know you know what's what's this going to be like does anybody you know is anybody bothered and you know, I was sending out messages to people I know in the States and they was going, yeah, well, you know, these fucking tickets flying off the shelves and everything. And and I was going, well, yeah, but are they, are, they, are they flying off the shelves for us or are they flying off the shelves for Toxic Holocaust? But then yeah. when we got there, we realised they were all for us, really. Wow. You know, when they were... I mean, the first night I was like, I was nervous as fuck. You know, and I just remember, like, Havoc being on and then... Toxic Holocaust came on, and the casualties came on, and they were fucking brilliant. And it was like there was stage, you know, there were everybody was stage time, and I'm thinking, fuck's sake, man, how are we going to follow that? Mm. And then when we went on, it was just like it was fucking carnage. <laughs> it was, in a good it way, was meant, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like the opposite way, yeah. of your last experience. Yeah, exactly. People had been yeah. looking forward to it for a long time. Yeah. So yeah. there was, you know, people that had been listening to the stuff and they'd come out for it. We went out to play the Ford Into Battle album back-to-back we'd never done that in any way no um so yeah they were really <laughs> looking forward to seeing something unique we was as well you know you know they've been singing some of the songs for years you know it was it was all round. it was like an ambitious it's really realize. weird how they were just like there fist pumping singing every every song every every word to every song yeah, you know, and it's like I'm going fuck. Man, this isn't real. I know, I, I, I know, I know what you mean because I, I, I mean my my experience of that that big gap as well is like when you leave a band, like you leave a band, and it, and so that's it. So you draw yeah. that line. Yeah, that's the you, But you just assume because you've left and you're now done and the band's over. Yeah. You just think that well, that's it. No one else that's is interested anymore either. That's what I it thought. finishes there. So I what? thought it would never happen again. So the way yeah. the dynamics of the way our bands work, isn't it? <laughs> Usual. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, you get you get that. You get bands that have got like a couple of members in that are fairly, you know. Their relationship is love hate, but but nevertheless, there's a chemistry that's there. And if you upset it, I mean, you know, you get a lot of bands that they'll sack a person or demand they leave, or they'll just make it so extremely uncomfortable for them that they have to go. And then once they're gone, that's it. The energy of the band's gone. Yeah, it's all gone. You know, and and um, you realise then, oh, we had some. Yeah. You was too young and naive to admit it. And how many bands have put themselves up the arse, you know, doing that kind of thing? Yeah, but I, but I also think um, 
and uh, I, I also think for, for us, um, it's very much a case of when you're a band that's part of a scene, if that scene dies, you're going down. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter who you are. You can reinvent yourself if you want. But no, you've got a good point. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, it's up tough. to you whether you want to stay loyal to like an idea that's inside your head. I mean, I I was talking with Pete about this. Um, I like to play in front of people. <laughs> yeah. So you know that if. If you're, if you're, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that you're doing, maybe you're in a punk band or a metal band or whatever it is that you're doing, if you find yourself in a situation where you're playing in a room full of five people, then you have to turn around and say, okay, well, look, you know, we gave it a go, but yeah, five I personally not don't want to be playing in front of five people. Yeah, and you know that you you can have times when you yeah. get the good times, the salad days. And then you get the other times when I've never understood that expression. Down. Who the fucking? Who the no, fuck I have Who like salad? That but, you know, but you know, like for instance, you know, like let's say Fassie Rain go out and you play. You know, you you find yourself playing in front of four hundred people. Then it's like, oh, this is great. This is it. This is it. Absolutely. And good on you. you yeah, know? absolutely. And whilst yeah. that's going on, yeah, enjoy it and go with that flow. We we did. But, yeah. But I mean, if it's if you're finding yourself, I don't think. You shouldn't. You shouldn't just sort of be one of those people. It's up to you, but you shouldn't just say, "Oh, you know, I'm going to stick with it because I love it." You know. But if you're playing in front of like five people, then if it's torturing you, yeah. If that is making you feel, you know, oh, your soul is being sucked. Yeah. Um, and well, you know, to be you honest, you find it's a waste of time. Well, to be honest, playing in front of five people is what I do stand up for. You know, uh, I mean, you know, I spent years doing gigs in front of like, you know, five and ten. Well, this what gets me. But, but, but that's people, it. That's the process of working up. Yeah, what yeah, really yeah. gets got me there, is, and then you play the five when people. people yeah, leave, yeah. When people leave bands, and they're playing in front of seven hundred, and you've just got this ridiculous conflict that's going on because one person is getting very shirty and uppity about yeah, something. Yeah. So we've got a, we've got an audience. We're doing well. People like us. People love us. What the heck's going on here? Why do you want to leave? Yeah, but it's it's, it's fucking human beings, isn't it? I mean, it's, I mean somebody said to me recently in a band because there's there's some strife and someone's left. He said, "Fuck it." He, he just messaged me. He was like, "Bands, eh? Worse than birds." Yeah, yeah. Oh no, they're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh, it, but, oh, but listen, I'm going to correct something from earlier on. Yes. Um, the person who triggered the uh, the keyboards. Yeah. Um, at the summer gigs was Tim Bauer. Tim, right. Tim of Hell. Tim of Hell. Yeah. Because you know Tim when we've Bauer. been talking, I can't help but think about Martin Walkier. Yes. Because he's like a perfect exam- example of someone that was, when everything was going good, he has to kind of create trouble and, and, and make it so that it's too uncomfortable and they can't go on anymore. Yeah. That's I mean, ridiculous, you know. And, and, well, you were right there. You were in it. I can't. I can't yeah. speak to it, you know, that much. I mean, I, I know them both. You know, yeah. um, I probably. Well, I know Andy a lot better. I haven't seen Martin for years. Yeah. Um, but it, it always, it always just seemed like a constant, a relationship that was constantly on the edge. Yeah. It was just a constantly a balancing act. I think that in you know, in eighty seven with the English Dogs, I mean, we were still going down really well when we were playing in places like Birmingham and stuff. They didn't have any kind of manager or anything, did you? 
Um, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't. We yeah, but yeah, but unfortunately for us, our manager was the same guy who managed Little Angels. Yeah. Yeah, as in Big Bad World, Little Angels. Yeah. As in number one album, Little Angels. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I know Little Angels because yeah. it's um, so Bruce Dickinson, the guitarist. Yes, that's right. Yes. Um, so, and of course, Mark Richardson who played drums. Uh, well, yeah. Mike, Michael Lee. Skunk and Nancy. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's back in Skunk and Nancy now. Yeah. Um, and was in feeder in between time. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's. It, but you had a manager. Yeah. We never had one. We've never had one. Yeah, that doesn't help. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't help. It doesn't Cause help. Because it, it's, well, it's like it's like anything, isn't it? it? It's a it's a business. You know, people who, and people who've got a talent for writing songs doesn't necessarily mean they've got a talent for the business of selling no, them. Because songs. Of, there's the other thing as well is, of course, you know, the time that you take away. From doing one thing, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and there's also a lot of situations when you're in when you when you're in a band where you, you look at the things you think, oh, you know, the label are paying for this and the label are paying for that, and you you, 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 know, you think that's one, and you need somebody to actually pull you up and go, the label yeah. aren't paying for that, you are. Yeah. That's coming out of your advance, or that's coming out of your royalties. You know, so. You can stay in X hotel if you want and be impressed, but you're being impressed by your own money. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's a lot better to stay in a little B and B. It's less rock and roll, mm. but you know, stay in a little B and B, hire a little van. You can keep you the know. machine rolling. Yeah, absolutely. You can keep absolutely, the greasing yeah. the wheels, you know, because you've got to, you know, you've got to think of that cash flow. But um, yeah, when we did that 2012 tour. The energy was fantastic, yeah. and and all the bands that we were on, that were that we were playing with, they were great. They all contributed towards it. There was a great feeling. We felt they could. It, there was work not yet done. Yeah, and we felt that we uh, you know, we could do a good job. So we worked on the new album, and you know the album is it's the best that we've ever done. I mean. We've got the producer in there now to sort of realise all those things. Everything sounds so great, you know. It, we've made the songs so they're short, snappy. They've got all the elements of everything that we had back in the day. <laughs> and, you know, there's a, a saying I heard yesterday that I really enjoyed. Um, when you're 50, when you reach the age of 50, and let's face it, if you're not, if you're not 50 now, you know, you, you're getting close to it. Yeah. All right. So when you're 50, you get the face you deserve. <laughs> I love that saying. So, <laughs> you know, kind of, we're all older, but we've still got the bloody energy. Yeah. Now, you know, how did we keep that? Because we've still got the spirit. We still get our rocks off listening to the music. Well, well I'm, st I'm, I'm coming off where you did in, in, in um, 2012. I'm, I'm coming off that as of this October. You know, it's our first gigs for 25 years. Yeah, yeah. And so I know exactly what so you mean. So you're buzzing. Yeah, yeah, buzzing, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you're ready yeah. to do this, your... Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitive. Follow up for it. We'll get, yeah. Following we'll, up from next the, year. you know, yeah. the classic that you had. Yeah, we'll, we'll... Back in 87. We'll, 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 we'll record something, hopefully, by the end of this. Was 87 year. your period? Um, eight, well, eighty-eight was the eighty-seven was the demo. Eighty-eight was the first album. Eighty-nine was the second album. And ninety was the um, was the, the third final album. album. Yeah, and then ninety-one, a uh, a compilation sort yeah. of you know. You let's let, let's get out. Yeah, we call it the worst of acid rain. 
and people thought that was an ironic title, but it wasn't. It was the fucking truth. It was all the bits yeah, and pieces yeah, that yeah. you know hadn't made it onto records. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm completely you know reinvigorated and and just yeah, and and going out there, and th- the same experience that you had, the going out there and going fucking hell. Mm. People care, and it, and it's 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 not just the stage thing. It's it's when it's when you come off stage and the things that people say to you. Mm. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? That you know exactly what I mean. Like you know th- those things that people say to you, where they say like, well, I, you know, these are songs I never thought I'd see live. You know, I never yeah. thought I'd hear this live. Yeah, yeah. You made me feel like you know I was like nineteen, twenty again, or you know, hurt, and you just think like fucking hell. Yeah, we got all that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and and that. That for me was was just like as, you know. Don't get me wrong. Like performing is the ultimate. But when you when you hear that from people, it's just like it's affirmation, isn't yeah, it? I mean, it's, it's actually somebody saying to it you, means that you know, you've done the right thing. Done something. When we played right. in yeah, yeah. Um, Montreal, uh, we had an instrumental track on the album before we did the album called Brainstorm. And when we played in Montreal, they were actually singing the solos. Yeah, and they uh, were the singing old, it loud. French Canadians, yeah, 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 yeah they do that. They were singing the tapping sections. I mean, how they were managing that. <laughs> so you know, good on them. But um, yeah, it's it's the reaction that people came back that made you think, you know, that effort was actually worth it. Yeah, when people take the time out of their day to kind of grab you and say, look, you know, you've got you've got an idea, you know, you've got no idea what this means to me, and yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, and it's really. And when you've when you've put in the hours and you've you've you know it, it's it's you know it's like pulling teeth sometimes getting everyone together. I'm yeah. gonna go and check some stuff. All right, man. So yeah, cool. I'll see you later on. All right, mate. Nice talking to you. Yeah, and you, mate. So it's um, it's Singers United now. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, like you know, like I said, you coming off. I can totally appreciate where you are. I mean, I was li- I was I was. Um, reticent about doing anything again mm. because um, I didn't have a particularly nice time towards the end of the band no. and, and you know everybody else was really enthusiastic and I was probably the least enthusiastic and then I and then I was like okay let's do this and then one by one everybody else dropped out and it ended up just being ended up yeah, being think, just me I, I think the first time round I think what it was when when Pinch left it, it, there was just something missing Right, and and you know, and it was like he, he sort of went, he, he sort of he could see where it was going, uh, he could see where it was going all the time, and he was, I was like, you know, and then afterwards we were getting gigs and stuff, and it was like, fuck, man, this isn't this isn't right, you know, it's not right what's happening, in, and and I just thought, no, nah, I, I can't do this anymore, I've fucking had enough, it, but I wasn't excited about it, you know, I didn't really want to be there, yeah, and you know. So I just, I just said, look, you know, I'm going to do the rest of the gigs and then I'm out. Yeah. And I felt that when Pinch left, that was the turning point, really. I mean, don't get me wrong, we got Spike in and he did a really good job, but that, that spark had gone, you know. Yeah. And he, he saw it coming, I think. Right. You know, so... But 20 years later, here we are again. I didn't think we'd ever play in England again, to be honest, at one point. Yeah. Because we didn't... Well, we still don't know how it's going to go, really. Yeah. You know, we played with Exodus back in June and it was fantastic, but end of day with their audience, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we went down well, you know. People knew us, people knew our songs and everything, but it was like, you know, they're not really here for us. I mean, tonight, this is like a toe in the water, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll just have to see how it goes, won't we? 
Well, it's. Uh, I, it's I, ghosts I, and ghouls coming in here. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking insane, isn't it? Have you seen these? No. They play with us with Exodus. What are they? What are they're they? a bit King Diamond type type stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah, they, they're all right actually. So what's the? What, um, I, I've, I've I've got to check that out. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, by the way, listeners, we keep getting people coming in in full fucking makeup, looking really weird, <laughs> looking like looking like rejects from a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the nightmare after Halloween. Um, so, what did you do in the intervening years? I mean, you said you like you were away from you. Were you just Nothing. like regular, regular job type, Joe type. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just had a regular job. I was married, and you know, I wasn't interested. I just was not interested. And then, you know, my marriage split up, and that, and I was like, and then all kiss, kiss seemed to just fucking time it to perfection. You know, my marriage had been broke up for a couple of years, and I was like wondering what I was going to do with myself and everything, and then. Totally out of the blue, I get a message off Giz going, oh, well, you know, there's a chance we might be able to go to America. And then I was like, fucking hell, man, come on, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't really believe it at first. And then, uh, it, you know, it would get gradually started escalating. I was getting more messages. And I, then we spoke, and I was like going, no, nah, you know, is anybody really interested? And he was like, yeah, yeah. I've just been with someone, I've just been over there with so-and-so, and I've got an agent, he can set us up this fantastic tour. And he did, you know. And, and so it started again from there, really. So, yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, like, it, it's, it's just, it, it's amazing. It's not only amazing like that time period, but to come to come back with a US tour. I know. Do you know what I mean? That's, well, that's fucking mental. I know, but it wouldn't have worked here. It just wouldn't have worked. So, we, was your was your stuff released in the states back in the day, yeah. or, was it, or was it available on import? It was it was combat on right. combat records. Right. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, forward into battle was just like the yeah. al- the album. Well, no, that that's where that's where we fell down. You see, the album of '86, by all accounts, you know what, what you know what, when when you t- or '85 when you talk to people, it was like going fuck man, you know that that was the album that started it off. And, you know the last two of those people going man, you know that that album it just changed by and it's like oh fucking hell, man, is this real? And there was like you know blokes our age and they all had the kids with them and. They're all going, well, you know, this fucking guy, he loves it now, you know. Yeah, and, they've, and, they've, and those kids have been raised on it. passed it down. Yes. Fucking weird, man. Weird. Yeah, it is, isn't it? it it's... I, I, again, yeah, I had exactly the same experience with, you know, the guy bringing his 17-year-old daughter along to, uh, to see it, you know, and it's like, yeah. wow. You know, because yeah, yeah. you, you, obviously... No, nothing like that crosses your mind when you're actually writing stuff. No, no, no. You know, and especially when it was all those years ago. No, it was just the thing is on that American tour. I remember we we like got to Denver, and we were staying at like one of the other bands' house. And they had a little recording studio downstairs. And Giz and Pinch were like down there. You know, and we sort of left them to it, and you could hear them, and and then. The next day, it was like, oh, yeah, we've got to start getting these songs together. Pinch was like, going, yeah, we've got to do an album, we've got to do an album. Until that until that night, it hadn't, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, it hadn't been spoke about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think it was, you know, they'd, they'd banged a few riffs about and done... And, and it, it was just that the juices started flowing again. Yeah. It, them two clicked again. Yeah. Well, it never goes, does it? No, that I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I don't think it ever will with them two. Yeah. You know, and I was like, going, well, are you going to tell me about it then? And what? It's like, well, you know, 
it's early, no, we, you know, we're going to do an album. Oh, great stuff, thanks for telling me. Yeah, yeah, who's yeah, yeah. signaling it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are you getting to do the vocals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, by the sounds of it, that's, um, that's the old King Diamond band. That's so the King we, um, Diamond, yeah. Shall we head out? Well, look, thank yeah, you very yeah. much for your no, time, man. No really appreciate it. Thanks yeah, a lot. Thank you. Cheers. So there you go. Um, that was uh, me, Giz, and AD catching up um, after all those years. It was really weird because while we were talking, stuff was coming back to me from from my youth and and seeing those guys, Adam and Eve's in Leeds. Um, and it, and I literally I could close my eyes and and just imagine I could I could see them. I could see them playing. Um, and they were, you know, they they were they were right up there. I mean, Forward into Battle came out, and like, I mean, I'm repeating what I said in the interview. I know, but because it's just it's so relevant, the fact that when you see somebody doing something like that, and it's and it's close to home, um, it does make you think, you know, wow, that's that, you know, that it, it is doable. It is doable. It's um, uh, it, it's inspiring. Um, and and I know that sounds cheesy, but um, it's also fucking true. So, um, so there you go. I hope you, um, I hope you enjoyed listening to that. Um, and, um, uh, moving on, we, um, a, a, a friend of the show, um, uh, Protester Hero. As you know, they were one of my uh, albums of the year of 2013, um, which was, uh, Volition, which is a fucking great album. And, um, I'm sure a lot of you will remember from this year, I think it was January edition of the podcast, was with, um, uh, uh, Chody from um, Protest the Hero, the singer, and we had we got along really, really well. And several times, I, I I was saying like you know they they should make the album and put it out on cassette, and and we we had um uh yeah we came, he came up with Beerble Bath yeah which was basically bubble bath in a beer can um yeah and we had a really good laugh Annie 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 cracked a joke on stage for me as well which was fucking awesome um and um and some of you may remember that well. They've um they've really gone and done it this time. Um, the new album is, well, I was going to say it's out, but it's not, and it's kind of not coming out. Basically, what they're doing is it's it's through Bandcamp, and what they're doing is they're releasing one song a month for the next twelve months, and you can only get it on Bandcamp. And I have searched everywhere, and uh, one thing that has been really impressive, I mean. I don't. I, I must admit, I'm. I don't really buy the concept. I haven't signed up. I think I might. I don't know. I'm a bit. It's like a whole month of just listening to one song. It's like you're basically going to wear the songs out. So by the time all twelve are out, it's just going to be like, well, by the time a twelve comes out, it's like, well, yeah, I, I, you know, I know these songs absolutely inside out. It's. I don't know. There's no. There isn't the thrill of discovering a whole mass of music together. I can't. I can't quite work up the enthusiasm for that. But having said that, one thing I have noticed is I've checked a load of torrent sites, and that's not because I was going to fucking download it illegally before you fucking start, right? But I've checked a load. It was purely, it was purely for research purposes, right? I um, I checked torrent sites. I checked all sorts. I could not find a single version where you can get a download of the first song that has been released. It is out there. It's available now. Um, but you have to sign up with Bandcamp and you get it from there. And I haven't found one single illegal version of it. And I and I I just find that really interesting because that to me that means that it's just re- it's the hardcore fans who are who who are signing up and they are determined to not be outdone by people just downloading it free. And it would appear that everybody is basically just 
remaining true to the band and 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 keeping it under wraps and I, now that is fucking awesome i think that is really cool um but i just i just can't seem to get on board with a you know one song a month just ah uh, dear me it, it doesn't work for me but but if you want to have a look at um at the model and how it works and there's a really cool video that they've done um to explain their thinking behind it and there's and, and you know each to their own go to bandamp bandamp <laughs> bandamp <laughs> um bandcamp uh dot com uh and search for protest the hero in there and um and you'll be able to see a little video of why you know what what it what it came you know how it came about and um and what they think so anyway um that's my boys protest the hero uh, done so um, just today well I don't know today yesterday there's rumours that the original Guns N' Roses lineup are, are going to be making a comeback and uh, you know because Slash and and um, uh, what's his name gerbil orange head ginger twat um, Axel Pose <laughs> it's the best I can do I'm afraid Axel massive cunt um once a cunt, always a cunt. He was an egotistical prick back in the day. He has been for the interceding 20 years, and he will be again. And I am I'm calling it right here, right now. If, if there is a reunion tour of Guns N' Roses, okay, I reckon that they will either only complete one leg of the tour, or it will, it will cease halfway through the tour, because Axel is being his usual diva dickhead self, rocking up two hours late, and Slash just thinks, fuck this, it's exactly the same as it was back in the day, this is why I hated it back in the day, I don't need the money, or maybe he does, I don't know, but fuck it, I guarantee that's what will happen, right, but here, here, I am on my knees, praying to the God I do not believe exists in any way, shape or form, please, do not let there be a fucking Guns N' Roses reformation. Please, it was bad enough the first time round. Please. And that screechy fucking voice. Take me down to the paradise city Fuck off, you cunt. Honestly, makes Axel Rose, sorry, makes, makes Randy Blythe sound like fucking Freddie Mercury. Jesus Christ. Turn it in, Axel. Just fucking turn it in and do us all a favour. And please, Slash, you seem like a nice, cool guy. Please don't. Don't do this. Don't listen to, do this to the music-loving public. Please. Anyway. <laughs> um, speaking of bands getting back together and stuff like that, um, this is something I can't, I'm surprised I haven't mentioned on the, um, on the podcast before. Um, and I, I am aware that I am, I am just old at this point. <laughs> Um, I, hey, look, I, I, I've got a young outlook, okay? Fuck you. Um, but, look, people being in multiple bands, it does my fucking head in. Sorry, it does. You know, it, Chris Adler pulls double duty with um, uh, with Lamb of God. Really? Well, unless the drummer in Megadeth has got a broken leg, that shouldn't be happening. It's just, I, I can't get I can't get my head around it. And, and you know, I mean, it's, it's very close to home. I mean, our bass player, uh, Acid Rain's bass player, Pete, has, already, has got cremated, who were playing last night. Mark, our drummer, is, you know, he's, he's all over the place playing with people and stuff like that. And, um, and I'm not in any way having a go at them, of course, because, you know, we're in a band together. I, this is my issue that I have to get over, but... It just, it just doesn't seem right. Is it just me? Is there any other old schoolers out there? Like, you know, it just doesn't seem right. And I know it's the way it is. 
I know that's the way it is. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it shouldn't be like that. I'm not. I'm. I'm saying I know it is like that. I'm just saying that I still can't seem to get comfortable with it. It still seems like some sort of betrayal. It still seems wrong. You know. It seems like I don't know. You know. You fucked your girlfriend's sister, but it was only up the arse, so it didn't count. <laughs> Sorry, I sorry I shouldn't make my I I I, I shouldn't make my hey I was going to say I shouldn't make myself laugh but if I can fucking inter, if I can interrupt myself and heckle myself give me a fucking break I'm allowed the odd giggle at myself as well um, but, uh, that's not something no no don't go there that is not something I've done I mean the the you know the girlfriend sister thing no. No, no, don't, don't put me in that category because I said it, because I said I, I, I've struggled to find a metal band with a female singer that I like, everyone assumes that I'm a sexist, no, no, don't go from point A to point Z, okay, there's no, don't make a jump, don't put one and one together and come up with eleven, no, okay, I'm just, <laughs> it just, it just made me giggle, that's all. Um, and uh, and this would have made me giggle if it wasn't so sad. Um, and that is Blackie Lawless. It's impossible that men could have written the Bible without divine inspiration. Well, thank you for solving the mystery of the Bible, Blackie, you arrogant prick. I see you found God, but you still haven't found a sense of fucking humility. What? I mean, oh, do me a fucking favour. It's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote the fucking airheaded scarecrow lookalike. He does though, doesn't he? He's a fucking heavy metal scarecrow. He does look like he should be stood out in some goth farmer's field. <laughs> and, and fuck you. Yes, I'm making myself laugh again. Um, but just the just the image of Blackie Lawless stood out in some some goth farmer's field. You know, out in Jesus Christ pose like they are. It's like there you go, mate. That's you. Alright, just scare the crows away, twat. Um, so, uh, so yeah, my faith centers on Jesus Christ and the Bible and nothing else. I don't want to know about anyone's opinion. Yeah, because religious people are always so open-minded. If people want to talk about it, that's okay. Ooh, thank you, Blackie. I will do, you twat. But don't start interjecting what you think is your idea. If I cannot, if it cannot be substantiated by what's written in the Bible, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> Typical fucking close-minded idiot. But I look, if it can't be substantiated by what's written in the Bible, what's written in the Bible is unsubstantiated. So fuck you, honestly. I I mean that gibberish just absolutely cracks me up. It really does. The just the just the complete and total blind faith, and that's what faith means. It does. It means belief without proof. So you know. That's why I never want to be on the fucking. I never want to be uh, up up in court on any charges and have a bunch of um, a bunch of religious people on the fucking on the um, on the jury because uh, they'll ignore the evidence and just just vote the way that they really believe is true. Yeah, just ignore the evidence and just do that. Anyway, sorry, I, I have gone off on a bit of tangent there. And look, if you if you do have faith, I am I am not trying in any way to piss on it. Okay, that's for you absolutely fine if that's what you need to get through your everyday life you go for it you you know if that's what keeps you off drugs if that's what keeps you from raping prostitutes whatever it is okay um that's a bit of a leap no i'm 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 absolutely you know may you and your god as dave allen used to say you know good night and and may your god go with you i'm not going but that's what he used to say so you know absolutely fine 
but uh, I just think it's crock of shit. That's just me. There you go. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, there's. Um, I, look, I'm, I'm going to finish up um, with 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 some stuff about me. <laughs> like all of this hasn't been about me, but um, I'm going to get on to the next um, the next interview because it is a very cool one. Um, what happened was. Um, uh, Gamma Bomb were doing um, a launch for their uh, their new album, which of course is called Untouchable Glory, and um, they were doing um, they were doing an album launch at the Underworld and supporting were on Halloween. Supporting were Reanimator, uh, obviously my good friends Reanimator. Um, below them was were two guys who do interpretations of John Carpenter's music. Um, yes, the famous horror composer. And you might hear a bit in the background, and they kind of interrupt during the um, during the interview as well. But cool as fuck, really funny. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, the music isn't funny. They're doing comedy versions, really cool. Just really good banter in between songs. Um, and um, and so Reanimator invited me down to do two drums, fuck with them. So I came along um, and um, brought them all a t-shirt as a gift, and um, and sat down and and did an interview with um, Kev, John, and. Um, Dan, and then um, and then about halfway through, Joe from Gamma Bomb joins us, and then asks a load of questions I've already asked, we've already talked about. But it's really cool. He's such a top guy, is Joe. He really is. Um, and I mean, he came to our Dublin show and drank all our beer, and um, uh, and that was great because uh, I went I went to their London show and drank all their beer. So it's you know it's it's a, it's a fair trade. It's what we do. Um, and, and l- fucking loving the Gamma Bomb album, by the way. Absolutely, that is that, that's my album of the month by a fucking mile. It is just, it does not fucking stop. It starts at breakneck speed, and it does not fucking stop. There is going to be a track on the end by uh, on the end of the podcast, by the way. So, uh, so listen out for that. And if you haven't heard any Gamma Bomb before, you're in for a fucking treat. Um, so anyway, I've just explained what you're about to hear, which is a bit stupid because you're about to hear it. So here is me, Kev, John, Dan, Joe, and the guys from the John Carpenter thing interrupting halfway through. Uh, when we had a chat on the night of Halloween. Uh, right, um, I'm, yeah. ba- I'm back well, at the Camden Underworld um, with um, my good friends, Reanimator, and we have, uh, and with me we have Kev, guitar vocals, John, bass, Dan, lead guitar. Dan Lee guitar. All right, Mike. I mean Dan. The Yorkshire, <laughs> the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as I called him the Yorkshire Ripper, yeah. as opposed yeah. to Ripper. He's been, um, yeah, he's been definitely um, misplaced, hasn't he? He's like yeah. not the, uh, he shouldn't, he's not the Yorkshire Ripper at all. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. As, not anymore. No, no. Let's no. pack that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, anyway. he, but he does work, especially back, work, in, especially back work, in London. At whole prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but so anyway, Mike, you're looking very well for your age. <laughs> I'm moisturised. I'm I'm skin routine. <laughs> skin routine. Yeah, that and skin the Yorkshire Ripper thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a skin routine. Start with the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> work yeah. with yeah. um, yeah, You've got to change your appearance every so um, well, it's it's um, it's weird actually because um, the, the very first episode of, the, of, of Talking Bollocks I had you guys on up in Nottingham all those years ago, yeah. and, uh, and, and yeah, and we and, and, and Acid Rain was still like up in the air, no idea what I was doing, um, and then here we are again, and you guys, um, I've got a, a lineup change. I know all about what it's like having a lineup change, yeah, <laughs> and, and then some, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, well. We were just talking before we switched this on about about like the differences and stuff. And I mean, one thing I found is like having obviously four new guys, but it, it's, it, there's a there's a, a, a real sort of um, 
there's new energy about the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Have you found that since getting Dan in? It's kind of just... Yeah, yeah, I mean, because before, I mean, it was... Um... And obviously we preface all of this with no offence to Mike, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was just about to say that. I mean, we, we, we were sad to lose Mike, really, and, you know, and it just... Shit happens, you know. That's we thought he was blagging it, didn't we? We yeah, thought he wouldn't go through with yeah, it, to be honest. Yeah, we thought he wouldn't go through with it. But, but then, yeah, as it turns out, he was deadly <laughs> serious. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, but bands are bands. We're all old yeah, enough to know as well. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you can't, you, you know, you can you can smash somebody over the head ten times with a brick. They're not going to want to do it. Do you know what I mean? That's you right. can, it's like, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. force anyone to do anything, can you? But, I mean, it just it happened at um, a, a bad time, really. And we, it was literally three weeks before we was due to do Bloodstock, which for us was a massive deal, you know. And we thought, yeah. we just no way we could miss out on that and do that. So we thought, we're doing it. <laughs> Whatever, if, whether we do it as a three-piece or yeah, what, yeah, we, we, we were set to, to, to do it. But as soon as we knew for definite that Mike was coming back, I just got straight on the phone with Dan. I mean, it was... We were fans of his band anyway, 13. Oh, which, what? X. So I, X, X, I, I, <laughs> Extra large, large, large. Yeah, 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 yeah extra yeah. large, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we... Oh, yeah, this is fucking weird. You, yeah. You've been on the podcast, didn't it, after I fucking yeah, yeah. butchered your band name. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, you have. <laughs> extra large, large, yeah. large, yeah. yeah. It's odd how Roman numerals are in the curriculum anymore. <laughs> yeah, isn't it weird? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe Latin isn't, isn't taught in every school. <laughs> Certainly was in mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like, like, you were, like you were ever there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just English. What is this school you speak <laughs> yeah. of? Yeah, it was just English. Yeah, yeah. 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 Once you'd agreed to do it, which didn't didn't take much, you know, I'm twisting. Jonathan, which was quite good. Yes! <laughs> so, yeah. And it obviously didn't impact too much on on the, on the 13 stuff, so, yeah. And he played like a trooper for three weeks, learned the stuff, and that's it. And he's like, he's now, he can't get away now. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's brilliant. I mean, um, so how do... Um, how do X X I I X how, how does thirteen feel about you um, do, doing the reanimator thing? Are you still doing both things? Oh yeah, I'm still doing both things. I mean, I think they're a little bit. Yeah, you don't want to hang around with a bunch of old men too much, do you? No, because I mean, Kev's memories already like infected me. So my memory's gotten worse and worse just for. Like, Are you sure that's not because you're smoking well, shit on a weed? That's also a possibility. As well. <laughs> I what like? Um, uh, but no, if, if I'm being honest, like. I think they're a little bit jealous that um, that I got to play Bloodstock and they didn't. <laughs> well, I, I, and that's only natural, it's understandable. But um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. it doesn't affect thirteen at all. To be honest, we um, we've just got a new drummer in January and. Yeah. In the January sales. Yeah, in the January sales. <laughs> For a reasonable price as well. Um, so Nothing. That's still, un- price still, still under warranty, isn't it? Yeah, still yeah. under warranty. They yeah. always yeah. are, though. <laughs> it's just yeah. constant warranty yeah. with drugs. Yeah. So, so, that, so the whole 13 thing is still, yeah. still going? Still sound as a pond. It's, yeah, spot on. So, cool. Yeah. Are, you, are you guys going to be writing new material? Is, is Dan coming in made you want to well, do stuff? Well, we have already started bouncing a few riffs around and we have got you know the, the beginnings of a, uh, a couple of songs, um, new ideas, so we, there definitely will be something coming because um, I'm itching. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to just keep John, playing John, uh, all the old songs. Yeah, it's... It's great to play them because a lot of people from you know back in the day, and that's the whole reason why we actually started 
again, is because people want to want to hear you play those songs, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, it's nice to even if it's just for ourselves. Because I mean, personally, yeah. I love writing and recording new stuff. You know, it's yeah. and as long as it, as long as we feel it's good enough, yeah, then we'll record it and we'll put it out. Well, the thing is, as well, is if you just play the old stuff, you're putting an expiration date on how yeah. long you can do this for yeah. because you can't just keep going and playing the same songs yeah well I think or it's like got a shelf life yeah. anyway hasn't it yeah whatever so but I mean like you say you've got to if you keep playing the same stuff then you are you're making that you know you're reducing the shelf life even further right yeah. so yeah. yeah well the thing is as well as I, mean, as I found with us putting a new song out I mean having just toured uh, people go mental for the new song mm. you know people say right when's new city it's like it's like you know you, yeah, you once think, you get it out, you think, they'll, they'll probably know it as well as, as well as your old songs. Well, absolutely, so. you think that people just want to hear the old songs, but no, they want to hear the old. They, they want to hear the band put new stuff out. Mm. You know, it's it's. I I genuinely thought it would just be the whole nostalgia thing, but you know, not at all. And, and that's great to hear as well. And it's and you know, you must be sort of thrilled at the thought of um, you know writing some reanimated stuff. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's. They're easily the biggest metal band to have come out of all, so them asking me to do these gigs with them um, is a bit mental, to be honest. And <laughs> to think I, I, I hadn't, I didn't, I wasn't really too aware of them until we played with you at Welly. Hmm. I'd heard the name about and everything, and I, I, to be honest, I just assumed it was some kind of thrash band from out of town somewhere. Was it myth? Was it urban legend? Yeah, <laughs> we were nearly as old as a myth. They don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. When they told me, in fact, when they told me that, that, um, that Jamie told me that they got you guys onto the Welly gig, and oh yeah, so and so has dropped out, but we've got Reanimator. I went, all right. <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be yeah. a real good night. I was like, yeah, it'll be real cool. He went, yeah, but we're, so we've got Reanimator. I was like, yeah. Who the fuck right. are they? Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously I sort of looked him up and I get to meet him. I was like, shit, <laughs> it was the real deal, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like they did proper stuff. They back did in proper the day. stuff. They yeah. did everything that I joined the band to do, and yeah. they they really made a go of it. So like, I've been asked to, you know, I'm doing what I wanted to do, and so it's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Cool, I mean, it's, cool it's, it's, and we were, and we were. I mean, you know, you look back on that now, but, um, and the way things are now, you think how fucking not not lucky because you make your own luck, but um, how fortunate we were to be able to do things like just for, you know first tour in a tour bus, major yeah, venues yeah. Yeah. with a crew. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that, and that's all we. That's pretty much all we ever did. It's like now, fucking hell. It's hard. I think we was quite a chance to do a tour in a tour bus now. Be, you know, you're just like, yeah, right. The, the money that Music for Nations invested in both of our bands, really, and like the, you know, they, they showed a lot of faith, really. And, oh, yeah. And because yeah. I, I mean, I've, I was recently reading um, Scott Ian's autobiography, you know what I mean? Same here, yeah. yeah and um, he even says on that, I think um, when they was touring so. uh, with Metallica, doing Master Puppets or something, uh, Scotty was saying, you know, they, they weren't getting paid the you know, per diems and stuff. And I was thinking, yeah. you know, uh, to me, at, at that stage, they was, they was, a, they was up there, they was a massive well, 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 they, well, they were playing like City Halls. Yeah, they, yeah, you know? yeah, and it was huge. And that, to me, and I think, well, you know, even when we was touring first tour, like, you know, we we got looked after, you know, Gem and you know, yeah. Music for Nations and that and you know, we got and yeah. we didn't didn't really they put no pressure on us, did they? They didn't say you've got to do this, you've got to do that. When we're yeah. not on tour, they give us good tours, looked after us, hotels, buses, food, podiums, everything. You was yeah. just yeah, you, know, you couldn't ask for better, could you really? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean I, I mean this is the thing I'm, I'm 
I was uh, I was kind of having a debate online with somebody the other day, and they were going on about oh you know fucking moaning about record companies and saying like you know oh, well they 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 brought all this free downloading coming, they brought it all up on themselves because you know they were ripping they were ripping bands off and they were ripping the fans off you know overcharging for CDs and all the rest of it. It's like well as much as everybody moans about that. Um, the bands were getting paid, the records companies were getting paid, and people were getting the music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tours were selling out, and copyright was getting protected, yeah. and, 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 every, and, and everybody was happy. And yeah, the record companies were making money. At the end well, of the day, enough, that's it's what a fucking business. businesses do. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, as, as I'm sure you... I, the last time I checked with Music for Nations, they were about 70 grand in the hole on Acid Rain. That they were never going to get back. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know. Oh yeah. So I mean, the cost. You think? Well, the cost yeah, you don't. Right. You don't yeah, get yeah, money knocking on your door, do you? Asking for his well, money. Well, that, that's that's <laughs> why that's why you have in the contract non-recoupable from the individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it, but it's true. It's like you know, you always hear about this. This, this you know, these, these, oh, this, well, this, all this rip-off and we stuff. Were told that's going oh, yeah, it's their faith in the investment, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're only in it for the booze. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah, much. Nice. I'm Richard, by the way. Hello, everybody. Hi. We're just doing an interview at the moment. Oh, I think it's fine. It's all right. I'm sorry. Well, sorry. It's all very relaxed. It's all very relaxed. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the, the guys from the Carpenters who are playing with us tonight, so say hi. So is it Richard and... Richard, Eve and Justin. Richard, Richard, Justin, hello. 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 Enjoy the interview, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Enjoy your beers, don't worry about it. Make the world's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll do. See you later. See you later. See you later. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, they forget like, uh, oh, you know, record companies made all this and all that and all this. And it's like, well, and lost a shitload on other bands as well. Yeah. <coughs> Tiger Tail! Um, uh, <laughs> We're touring at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and, um, and, and again, in Scott Ian's book, funnily enough, there he is, like, you know, moaning about, like, Ireland and, and not being able to get master tapes and things like that. It's like, yeah. But when you're on that label, you're earning fuckloads of money, <laughs> and now you're not. And it's all very well going up, oh, but you, you know we own the copyright now, and we can do this, and we can. We're an independent, but yeah, yeah, and you're earning shit. Yeah. You know, compared to what you did back in the day. Um, yeah, we're earning shit as well because some fucker in New York has put our stuff out illegally. Oh, that can <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So that's kind of put it's okay when we play in New York. It's <laughs> put a bit of a uh, yeah, which has affected us. <laughs> Doing a deal with anyone else, it's it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah, because yeah. people, you know, we talked, we were talking, we were talking to ages ago. After just after the Nottingham gig, wasn't Lost, it? Uh, what the, was it? Lost and found. Lost and found records. Yeah. And as soon as they got, as soon as they got a sniff that somebody had released something, yeah. Why are they going to promote something that yeah, somebody might buy off iTunes that's not they're not getting any money from? Yeah. Totally understandably. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's screwed us a little bit yeah that, uh, it's fact I mean we the internet you know. in some ways has helped a lot but in other ways it's... oh yeah without a doubt but that's, that's, bit... that's another thing that's pushed us to say right let's get a new product because yeah and we'll put some hours then and you know we can yeah because what they've put out is some standard as well isn't yeah, it? it's, it's not it, oh it's fucking horrible yeah. the reviews it's, for it are yeah, fucking it's terrible, terrible isn't it all yeah, the reviews yeah. are saying do not buy it it's a fucking bootleg yeah yeah, yeah. So and that's completely out of our hands. That you know, you know, a short of I don't know, chucking loads of money at solicitors and sorting that out, which you which know. is just not worth it, isn't it? And the thing, the, the, the annoying thing is, you know that you know that's what he's thought. And yeah. again, this is this is yeah. like the, just the the way things have just uh, basically crumbled. The thought of copyright and and stuff like that just does not exist because no. because you, you basically have some guy thinking, Do you know what, I'll stick this out. 
And what are the band going to do? Fucking come over from England? Yeah, yeah. Going to try and take me to court? That's Best of luck. That's exactly it. That and he's it, just going to... Yeah. In a nutshell, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and it's, it's a, it, it, and, it, and so I was going to say it's not a victimless crime. It's not because you're the victims, but it's um, it, you can just you can just do it with without any sense of worry that you're going to get you know that you that you do well, any comeback on you. As far as I'm concerned, it's not even if we took it to court and we ended up bloody pushing you know and tr- pressing charges or coming up with you know some conviction or anything, we we probably won't make any money out of it. It's a principle to me because he's had no outlay at all other than. Running yeah. off a few CDs and uh, and printing off you know a, a few covers and stuff like that. That's all he's had to do. He's had none of the initial. I mean, at the time we, we were spending probably tens of thousands oh, right, we? Yeah. on yeah, yeah. recording and promotions about. Yeah, music nations. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, yeah, they've had all the outlay, and then all of a sudden someone comes along and says, "I'll have a bit of that." Yeah, does it for yeah. free? It's absolutely. Bad, so yeah. it's actually like I mean back. We'll, we'll Going back to record companies, back in the you know when we was wrong the first time, you needed a record company. You couldn't do it off your own back. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you didn't have that backing and and their their distributions, you know, worldwide and you yeah. know all that goes along, all the trappings that go with it, you oh. have, you didn't stand a chance. Absolutely. Well, I've just, I've just been looking um, at the PRS for um, uh, the publishing on Acid Rain's catalogue, and um, some fucking company. Have just wandered along and decided that they own the copyright. Just absolutely. So, so Candlelight, who put out the um, the Applecore archives, have basically gone to the PRS and said, "Look, this is <laughs> this is bullshit." Because it was take out music, mm. the music for nations yeah, yeah, yeah. that we signed yeah, yeah. that you did as well. Yeah. And um, uh, and they are the only company who who should have ever published any of our uh, any of our tunes. Then the publishing would come back to us. But obviously, it's after five years, wasn't it? Ten. On hours, I, I think there's some, yeah, some on five oh, on hours. Yeah, yeah. they wanted rid of you, didn't they? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, no, but I mean, we don't want these songs too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back. yeah, well, I mean, that the first, yeah, the first, lot, us, first yeah. lot was five years, wasn't it? The second yeah. lot wasn't. That was, yeah. was forever, I think. I'm not sure. But and, but yeah, so so this company's just wandered along and said, yeah, we publish these, we publish these tunes, we own the copyrights. Mm. Fuck off, do you fuck? So I've got people on that at the moment, just. Getting stuck in, and yeah, saying, right, it's okay. all yeah. I see that it's, it's all the stuff like that that you you can do without really, isn't it? I mean, you, yeah, it's absolutely. not like these people are going to be making and killing off, <laughs> is it? But if they're doing that to a lot of bands, you know, they're nibbling away, they're getting a little bit from here, a little bit from there, a little bit, you know, they're, they're going to be getting some money. Well, well they that. wouldn't be doing it if it, were, if it wasn't worth exactly, doing. yeah, yeah. And the so, only people it hurts are the bands. Yeah, our, our situation. If that's our if our situation, we lost and found is. You know, multiple, which it will be. There'll be bands out there that could get support from, you know, Lost and Found or other record, other management companies, that they won't go near them because somebody's already released it and they're not going to make any profits. They're not going to make any money back. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah it just doesn't make sense, does yeah. it? So yeah. that's why I mean, for us to do money bastards, out yeah, for us to do yeah, um, moaning old cunts. <laughs> yeah, I think if I yeah, failed. So to for us to do some um, to do some new songs, and even if we re-recorded. A couple of the older ones, maybe you know, with get a better sound on them, you know, with Dan playing as well, you know. Then we've got uh, we've got something to put out that is completely ours. No one else has control of. Yeah. And then you know we can. Then we well, have, re- just, well, just want full control of it. Well, re- redo deny reality and stick four new songs on it or something. 
Yeah, I think Denari reality that just sounds alright, doesn't it? I I think it sounds fucking great. Yeah. I think Condem's Condem, the one that needs. Yeah. But, but the thing is, because we made the mistake of not waiting for Cole Richardson. Be, but, we go, but this is the weird thing because yeah. people are going to listen to this and go, Colin Richardson, and they're not going to realise that Colin Richardson's really first proper foray into metal was producing you guys. Yeah, it was yeah. It. Yeah. He was the yeah. house engineer at Slaughterhouse. Yeah, I remember. He wasn't even a producer. He well, just we, said, "We just said, oh, we'll just use the engineer." Well, no, well, no, he wasn't. He was, he was, um, he was the studio manager, Stilly Harris, who did Obnoxious. Ah, he was the house yeah, engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was Colin, yeah. and then Stilly, Stilly yeah. and we were offered Colin. We said, "Nah, it's in typical classic rain fashion." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, we'll do without the guy who's going to become a fucking metal legend. Uh, we want the guy who's going to end up working with you too. <laughs> um, it's not bad credentials. Or is it? Yeah. He, well, Acid Rain, U2, very, very, very similar, similar bands. Often, they're often mentioned in the same <laughs> breath. On this podcast, yeah. <laughs> Barely tell them apart. <laughs> Acid Rain, U2, shut your eyes. It's, um, it's tough to guess. Yeah. There's not even any letters the same. <laughs> <laughs> the, singer's, the singer's taking his sunglasses off, that's why I didn't recognise him. <laughs> that's it, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, I have got a bono right now. I bet you have. You, um, can't see. you can you imagine what it was like back in the day with these twats. Just for the day, like, you can't see. Oh, no, it's like us, uh, us, them, and, and nuclear assault on a, on a tour bus. Just fucking. It's just stupidity for fault. By the way, when I saw when I saw John at um, oh hang on, I was going to I was going to tell you when I saw John at Bloodstock, but you were fucking. Who was that with you? Yeah, yeah. no. Do, do you know you, Do you know you, how you got in? Yeah, I was saying. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember us getting you in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember because um, I think you find out the lead singer in Reanimator. <laughs> And you was there doing a song with us. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And uh, might be doing the same tonight. And that's how I got backstage here as well. So there you're you just go. a freeloader. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you, know, you bring some t-shirts, you think you can do anything. You know, this, you know this new album, yeah? I reckon you probably want to put Too Drunk to Fuck on that. Maybe get a guest in. We've got to drop a song a, tonight it's anyway. Got, not a very good one. We've got to drop one tonight anyway, so fuck it, we'll drop that. <laughs> have, you, have you really got a drop one? Nice. Nah, we've got a 40 minute set. Yeah. Well, we, well, we've got a 45 minute set. You don't um, drop them, you just play them twice as well. Well, we'll just start. There's no changeover between <laughs> the Carpenters and us, as they don't need to do much. So yeah, if we yeah, get on yeah, at 22, yeah. we'll be. Are you playing in front, front then? No, no. They're oh, just right. taking the TV off stage and that's it. It's all oh, right, so are you and, and Gabbom sharing? Yeah, yeah sharing yeah, backline, yeah, they fired it. Oh, so, right. Uh, it's really? house, house yeah. amps and a higher. Oh, they're, they were top lads anyway, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were cool with it anyway, so. I no, think they're cool with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh, that's amp you for earlier. Yeah, they won't be cool with it. They will be cool. It's supposed to have smoke coming out the back. Yeah. That happens more. I've seen it happen here more than once, amps playing that's uh, 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 the spirit yeah. something to look forward to happened to uh, Michael Gilbert Plots of Jetson his amp went up Michael smoked it if it's, um, if it's happened to him if it's good enough for him exactly good enough for me to exactly. kill base amp with that amp egg head <laughs> kill camps it does kill camps nice <laughs> so yeah it's, a, it's an early one tonight isn't it yeah, so yeah. can't all yeah. oh, right, so now they've got to be done it. So Gambon's actually got to be off stage. Yeah, when you're out for a you need your sleep at our age, don't you? Do you know what? Where coming? Well, where where coming off? And um, 
after stage, I mean, Dan might carry on for about another, another yeah. hour or something. Dan can do a 13 set after... I've got to make sure they have all the little... <laughs> I'm going to get in this. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, two birds with one stone. <laughs> yes, one yes, yeah. absolutely. So, um, joining us is... Joe from Acid Rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those fans. Don't, don't put yourself down. One of those ones. <laughs> You've um, been relegated. Really no, not in acid. Right? Uh, okay, it's a, it's a large, but they fit like mediums. Thank you very much. No problem. You don't got to be Rockefeller to help a fellow. Hey. <laughs> just just, oh, I love that. Yeah, he's, he's just throwing it on the floor. It's the same as we did. You got money Keep for a fucking t-shirt. Billy was saying something about I don't have any money. You're about fifty quid. Oh yeah, well I may do, but I don't have any money. <laughs> uh, there's people coming in though, John, if you want to do merch there. He's thinking, yeah, yeah, that's the new, you've got a new, you've got a new guy as well. Well, he's not, like, you're new, new. How long have you been in this band, like? Um, when was August? John's been in Gamavon for three years and the Newsteading will not stop. Like we've been right. really oh, man, we're seriously going Newstead crazy on him, like Really? I never thought I'd hear, I'd hear of a bigger pack of cunts than Metallica. <laughs> oh um, yeah. hard on him. He was wearing those you know silky uh, basketball shorts. You were jocking yeah. them in front of people, jocking them on stage. Yeah. Like it's gone. Well, if you're going to wear stuff like that, it's going yeah, to be honest. Indeed. The, the yeah. new guy, three years in. Indeed. You fucking bastards. Oh, we've we've gone easy on you, haven't we, really? Yeah. We have gone easy on you. Well, you probably, yeah, you're like, thank God he's here. He probably, yeah, he was more relieved, yeah. yeah. He probably gives us more than... Well, he's, still, he's reduced the, the yeah. looking age yeah, of the band yeah. from 200 and something. We just so. have a... Hey, Joe. Did Joe, long Joe to leave that. Put, put that in your bag. Jesus, no, no, there's no toilet room in there. And, and you, better wear, <laughs> you better wear it tonight as well. You better wear it in the fucking bin. As a proper fanboy, I've got the uh, Fear t-shirts, Obnoxious t-shirts. Well, yeah. actually, I don't have an Obnoxious t-shirt, but I've got a Condemned yeah. Eternity one, and I've got the old Deny Reality ones oh, with yeah. the logo on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah they're the ones. But you've yeah. also, I'm a you've also <laughs> got, or you used to have, a yellow um, hanging on the apple cutter. Yeah, somebody it? stole it on me on tour. You're joking. Indeed. Fuck. So the must have worth something. So if you're going to pinch them, you pinch them away. That T-shirt brought us a lot of new school fans because people saw you. I don't know if you, you were wearing it in a video or, or, or you wore it somewhere that's in a YouTube clip. Mm. You you were wearing it, and I've had loads of people say. Did free PR how, for both your bands for a long time. Again. Well, don't again. fucking we, stop now. Yeah, we, we, we appreciate <laughs> well, yeah. that, Joe. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Awesome. <laughs> no, but honestly, seriously, you guys being back together is like whenever we were seventeen or eighteen and listened to Acid Rain and Reanimator, it was like a dream to be able to even play with you guys and having you guys you know. support us is like it's awesome. Uh, that's great. We were honoured. We was absolutely we was honoured that you asked us, mate. Especially, yeah, yeah, especially for you know launching a new album. Yeah, well, we, uh, we was stoked. And honestly, if you guys can get your artists together and do a new album next year, we can support you guys. Oh, I don't know about that. We, we, we still want to support you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if, if we come over to Ireland again, we're definitely supporting you. I just get on that yes. Uh Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, isn't that's why you're grabbing some free boob? Yeah. I'm not man boob. <laughs> no, no, it was um, and it was it was a lovely um, hi Brenda. It was a lovely. It was a lovely. What was the other one called? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do <the> fucking jokes. <laughs> Fucking podcast. Well, the first time for everything. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 h
I'll have you know occasionally I get paid to tell jokes. <laughs> I get paid to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> there, you, there you go, son. Well, it's better than being paid for hanging on them dots. I, I, have to, I have to dress up as somebody else and get work. Don't pay him, I knew it was him! Yeah, yeah, no, so, no Belfast, was, um, Belfast was awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was Brilliant. great. Um, I'd take the, just a, such a fucking old school vibe. Um, yeah. And we, we, we just got mobbed afterwards. We could not... It was just, it just, it was just. Well, it's not autographs anymore, is it? It's selfies. Yeah. So it's just, like, yeah, it's just fucking selfie city. Um, and um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was did really well on merch and um, and yeah. but it was just, it was just a really nice day. We got there fairly early, and it was an all day festival. Um, so there was just loads of people hanging around from from minute one. From yeah, class. So, and, yeah. Am I right in thinking you you guys have not been to Ireland? Have you? Never. Never. So did you feel jealous of these guys back in the day being there like six times being like oh in Ireland yeah, I don't know why we never went to Ireland Blue Jobs Ahoy because it was we were going to ask John Banner about that tonight weren't we but he's not here I said he's not here he knew we were going to ask him he's taking the fucking day off I think that's why didn't you ever ask him why didn't we ever play Ireland because John was out looking at John I'm just going to say the just going to say the body it's alright keep it um, yeah, it's, uh, unfortunately, yeah, we never. I mean, I, I think we was we were supposed to once, and something happened, and we didn't end up going, did we? But I'm, I'm not sure. It was no, like I don't, I don't have the best memory. No, I can't. Yeah. So yeah. the big question, though, new music is it? Yeah, yes, yeah. we think so. <laughs> Yeah, we. Um, You've been, I'm not, been not, not, not in the vein of uh, that was them. This is now. Or? Oh, no, no. No, 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 not slagging that. You know what? I, 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 have, I, have, not, I have nothing shit. to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying nothing. To, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna. Be, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 we can't. No, yeah, no me, me and Dan have well, nothing to do with that, have we? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I was asking these guys. You you told me that. They got an option from uh, Music for Nations and you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what <laughs> is that a reflection of how bad the worst of us have been? Kick him in his balls! <laughs> <laughs> While he's down, kick him! No, no, no. It was, uh, it, it was more the fact that... Um, I, I remember, I'm just doing it. Well, they, they were out with uh, Dark Angel or Death Angel and Mordred. Dark Angel, Dark yeah, Angel yeah. Mordred. Yeah. yeah, Mordred never did it, did he? We, we, we took the... Place of Margaret, did we not in Europe? Uh, the Dark Angel, I think we did. No, no, no. We took the place of um, Demolition Hammer. Oh, no, no, no. I know more about the Exodus tour. Yeah, yeah, Exodus tour. Holy Exodus tour. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they took the place of Holy Terror. On the on the, on Exodus, the Exodus tour, tour yeah. and that li- I remember the well, you you. And I remember story, getting right? a lot of abuse off you for because you were, you wanted to do it. And no, you didn't get abuse off me. You got I did. Pure, no, no, you <laughs> didn't. You got pure jealousy. All oh, right, you got pure jealousy. <laughs> it, it came out as abuse. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got um I got a phone call from Mimi um and oh, then then Mimi. Queen of Music Nations and she said, look, just to let you know, um, because we because we were supporting Exodus in the UK. Yeah, we we'd done yeah, like yeah, six days with them and. Uh, and we got a, I got a call from Mimi Sunday morning saying, just to let you know, Holy Terror have dropped off the Exodus tour in Europe. And I was like, oh, oh. oh. I just went, and Reanimator have been flown out there. And I was like, 
And what, was this before the EP was out then, or was this? Well, no, yes, no. yes it was. It came out. It while came out while we were out, we were out there. Yeah, but, yeah. But, so, but by this time, someone actually brought it out to yeah, Sweden. In Sweden, it? yeah, they brought it. Out and we'd never seen it. But by this time, yeah. these guys were being managed by Martin around the label. Yes. And basically, that was his call to put them out there. Mm. Whereas, um, of course, we'd already done a bunch of dates with Exodus, and then when they came back to the UK, and their tour manager, the tour manager was like, said, "I was like, oh, you yeah, know, how's Europe?" And they were like, "It's really cool." He goes, um, "Holy Terror blew out, and we, uh, well, we asked the label, hey, get Acid Rain out here,' but uh, we ended up with Reanimator. Don't know how that happened." <laughs> nice. And uh, honestly, <laughs> true story. I see <laughs> when when, uh, when the the owner of the record label says he's, he wants to manage it, yeah. it's yeah, got his pegs. Yeah, 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 absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. What happened? Not was, that I'm bitter. You <laughs> I think <laughs> Holy Terror announced that they were signed. Uh, yeah, uh, the manager. Yeah. It was something like that. Yeah, and yeah, it was literally. Yeah. You, you All right, know, lads. You know more than we do. Well, they 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 turned up and they sat on. You you took their place on the tour bus, didn't you? And just like drove off without them. Well, we, we turned turned up, this, is, this is what happened. We turned. We got picked up at the, from getting to the airport, didn't we? Yeah, we literally, okay. we'd already started drinking, haven't we? Because we we was told all you'll be doing is we'll get you to the venue. You'll meet up with the crew, the other bands, the guys. That you won't be playing tonight. Just have a night, you know, just chilling out. We get said, don't we? All the, like going, all oh, right, you're playing at such and such. What? 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 We'd already had a few, oh, aren't we? We was yeah. thinking, fucking hell. So we just literally had to get into gear, get on stage, and then and before we got on, we were stood side stage. Oh, the crowd. And it, it, all you could hear was, holy terror, holy terror, holy oh, terror. Not exactly oh, holy terror. Fucking hell. But I, mean, I, stood anyway, there and, and Mike, I think Mike at the time said, he goes, oh, he said, just go out there. He said, he said just say, just shout down the mic, hello, we're Holy Terror, and play everything as fast as, fast as you fucking can, didn't he? Because so, so the mix would be so bad. <laughs> yeah, we just got out there again. Luckily, we didn't get, like, lynched or... <laughs> you had to, but you, the, the, I, I remember you saying there was one really bad show. There was, like, one really oh, bad you show. you had to bring that up. <laughs> what? I remember it from back in the day. Cause what? You, cause you, I remember you I saying remember. to me, it was fucking horrible, and you, start, and so you started slacking, slacking him off. The crowd like so we introduced the next song like yeah not as if you that was that festival wasn't it where there was that dude fucking laid there was yes, me this is it. the wedges and the bit of stage well, and a fucking like guy who lied down like that fucking chilling out in front of the wedges I'm like what are you doing having a relax yeah, yeah. yeah. metal shows that fe- it was a festival yeah, yeah it was in real bizarre yeah thing. there was a, was that that band Target were on before us right uh, yeah that was bastards. yeah some local yeah uh, Euro rock yeah. Yeah. Keyboards and all into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Bizarre. Yeah. Hey, what? They used to set of bastards. What were they just like? It was just a bizarre place. The crowd, must the crowd were a set of bastards. Yeah. Gone. Since when do you fall asleep? Right, it's gone in front of the that. Yeah. 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 By the way, I just, just want to say here that jo- Joey's taking over. Uh, <laughs> Joey's taking over talking about. He's talking. talking he's just going to talk about acid rain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you about what they're up to. You know, you know it too well. You've been giving me a chance to ask you about your new album, you daft bastard. <laughs> you can get it online. Have a listen to it. 
<laughs> but yeah, so I'm honestly interested because this, this is I'm cool. Yeah, I'd love to. I don't know whether there might be two this, different takes on this. There was, there was no, there was no like. Um, He's had like, enough done for that. Really, was it? Animosity when I left. It was just. Yeah, I don't. It just seemed to to me it ran its course, and the whole thing was dying on his ass. There was just nothing going on, was there? But it wasn't a kind of like I can't get time off work or a musical disagreement. It was just like. Let's no, just, no, I mean... You just had enough at the time, Yeah, you? music had gone, it changed, I mean, we'd done, I mean, laughing had, laughing was a complete change anyway, but... It was a bit of yeah, an experiment, absolutely. to be But to me, was, I mean, sound-wise, everything, I mean, it was, it was good, I think it was good songs on that, and it was a good they're, album. They're so amazing, and, like, I have some old issues of crying in the house, and the adverts for laughing, full-page advert, and it'll say, great power metal, like, it was really badly advertised, or strangely yeah, advertised, yeah. you can see why people... Yeah. You know, took it the wrong way. You know, I think if we'd have stuck, I mean, I think yeah, it, was, it back, was a good concept at the time. Yeah, I mean, it did go. It went off track a bit from yeah. from Dina reality and comedy. Because it was in vogue at that time, wasn't it? The funk, yeah, yeah. funk metal, Mordred, yeah. and, yeah. and we, yeah, yeah, we was right. we was listening to stuff like that, and and it, you, you know, you get caned for changing your style and stuff. But I think, well, to me, I, I mean, I think our stuff's quite buried anyway. We have yeah. so doing. We was on it before. We I don't think there is a typical reanimator song. You can't say, oh yeah, that's that's a typical song, yeah, and they all sound like that. Yeah, but and that's where we got the inspiration for o- OCP by uh, like OCD. We were like, oh, is that song called OPC about uh, Robocop? They're like, no, it's actually not. It's called uh, what is it? Uh, Ordinary We were like, Ordinary Animator fucked up. The, this is bingo, and that was the inspiration for us writing that song. <laughs> That's bizarre. Cool. I, remember, I remember going up to uh, up to the slaughterhouse to do backing vocals for you. Always been, always been a hanger on with you lot. I think recording it now. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. I, uh, I think I'll be on that. Since I'm one gig in Bradford, we can't get rid of you. Are they doing a gig? Are they doing a gig? Uh, I'll be there. Don't worry. <laughs> like uh, lies on shit. Absolutely. <laughs> that makes you. You the shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the I want to think these through, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're out! <laughs> I just say, I see it. <laughs> just say what you see. So it's, it's good, but it's not right. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I remember coming up, and uh, a, a few of us came up. I'm sure, I'm sure Kev came up. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. And we just uh, fucking got back. Got yeah. Got, yeah, got yeah. As usual. But, yeah. Well, that was the point of the. Um, the the, the slaughterhouse studios wasn't it it was yeah. just like just go and get fucking wasted do you think it, would you say that both bands made the wrong decision on the second album not getting um, Colin to produce them yeah, definitely for us well, we definitely. Well, enough, yeah, we just, what we, we just, wanted to do obnoxious didn't he well we just talked about we just talked about this earlier and um, learning this interview <laughs> <laughs> it's coming in like a nerd <laughs> <laughs> um, no it, basically it was um, yeah we we um, Steve Stilly engineered the humanoid ten inch, yeah, and um, uh, we brought Uncle Bastard in to produce it, and then when it came around to doing the demos, we thought, well, we don't need, we don't need a producer, so we just worked with Stilly, and he did a fucking cracking job. That's where the Hanging on Telephone single comes from. Yeah. That was just a demo, which is um, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was like you know, it's, it like was, it's yeah. not as if Obnoxious is a bad turner, and it, it does sound great. I think it's more yeah. that you know, condemned. Is it's an amazing record and the songs are fantastic. It's just that you, oh, it's can, it's just, you can tell that it's produced by somebody who uh, had never produced a sound song. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, we was never happy with that, was we? Yeah. But, yeah. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I think at the time, Cole was busy. Cole, yeah, Cole wasn't available, and instead of doing the sensible thing of waiting, 
you know, we just went ahead. We just wanted to go. But was, that, was that a decision of the late, like, were they like, I was just oh, going to say, this, yeah, this guy, think back in the day, I bet who's done the, the Smiths or whatever, he's yeah. even, I was the label. Let's I do don't that. think it was, was it? I don't think, I can't, I can't ever remember being pressured by him to go in and get it done. I don't, we might have been, you know, and then, because it didn't get released when it was supposed to be released, it was supposed to be released in the December, 88. 88? 89. 89, 89 yeah. it was supposed to be released and yeah. because of the human Lowsby we just, it waited until bloody February or whatever it was right. February 90 the human Lowsby yeah that's what we used to call him didn't we Paul Lowsby do you remember yeah I remember he was Paul managing us at that oh don't worry that, I, yeah, I, I had a fucking massive fallout with him yeah he um, to London's never spoke to him since yeah he was managing us at, yeah. at that, <laughs> just <laughs> at that time <laughs> when, men when, <laughs> when it was recorded <laughs> I have a lot of good things to say so, yeah, no, so I, I think I, we might have been pushed in I, th- I think everybody quick. had a everybody, everybody had a fallout with Lowsby at some point he got us back I always tell it you boys about with him Grab what you can, because you oh, get yeah. fuck all else. <laughs> <laughs> eat, and, eat and drink what you can. He got us a backdrop in a few gigs, didn't he? We, yeah. got we a, still got the backdrop. We got, we got, got our, uh, and got our van, and got our van unclumped. And that's yeah. the first time we've had one in six years. Wow. Because we had a whole thing getting off here. Like we had a, well, we didn't even court, but there was a lot of poking and pushing, you know, legally saying, right, we, we want to get out of this deal. And I uh, got a royalty statement there last week that said that we owed them 17 grand. <laughs> that's just I think that says everything about how how it goes these days like you get the push they make the album for you but they're also saying okay we own this forever like you know we never well it's funny it. we, 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 we 17 again, grand but we yeah. and what like 10 grand like, was publishing they own our publishing how can we owe them yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, we, we were just talking about how wonderful musical agents were earlier and about um, you know about, you know, like, you know labels are alright but you've had the opposite experience. I think uh, like back as bad as it probably was for you guys with music for nations. No, it's great. No, it's great. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, great. but like now it's just like it's a void. Oh, yeah. No, we had we had a we, we, we had a great we, time. We, we, yeah. we had a fucking sure great time. From whenever you send stuff in for you know what it's like with new Absolutely. or smaller labels like in the yeah. UK, people just tend to be like. What was the name of it? Rising Records? Did you oh know? God, yeah. No, that's just like a classic <laughs> example of the way it works these days. People expect yeah. you record it for free, we exactly, bring it out, yeah. and then we. What have you got dealings with that? Um, I can't remember. Is that um, Mr. Jim? He's the lad who disappeared off into yes. the Caribbean. You see it? Bad boy. No, you're smoking in the building. You're not smoking here. <laughs> this is backstage. Bad or I don't know if you've <laughs> ever been there. <laughs> oh, I, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I, no, I'm just remembering. Yeah, yeah, but this isn't Dublin, mate. <laughs> it's London. Look at it in here. It's not as if it's Yeah, well, make, make, make one as well, then, when you finish. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you go. I didn't even know you were smoking. Um, I'm not only. Um, only on. Uh, only Sunday. when it's illegal. Only, only on, on Saturdays. Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. It's, if, yeah Saturdays exactly. It's extra bit of excitement now. Mm. Breaking the law. Breaking Saturday the law. Uh, take two. Um, yeah. So, you pleased, with, you pleased with the way the new albums come out? Yeah. Very, very happy. Yeah. Yeah, we're just... Um, it's it's we, sent, sent you a while, hasn't it? Well, when's the last one? 2013? It's, uh, yeah, it's like two and a half years, I suppose. We're, we've always kind of tried to have the approach of instead of progressing musically, we're going to try and progress writing better songs, i.e. rip people off by bringing out the same music with a different album cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the Gambom approach. But so, we, some bands have made a career out of that. Think, <laughs> yeah. Things are, things are going good things. for you guys, are they? I, and you know what I have to say this like as much as people can be down on downloading and stuff like that there's kids in South America who love Reanimator and you know or love Acid Rain and it's 
and love Gamma Bomb. Yeah, but like we, we we toured in South America and we've never had CDs physically distributed there. Like you know, it's all to do with people downloading the music and yeah, yeah. getting into it. Yeah. So what I guarantee whenever you go to Eindhoven or you go to Europe next year, it'll all be people who've downloaded the music for free. Mm. And yeah, be there absolutely. To buy your yeah. T-shirt and yeah, yeah. huge fans. Yeah, but I mean, to, to us now, it, that's a, it, it's not doing. It's not about money, is it? It's about doing good gigs. You know? yeah. Well, no, it's about it's about breaking even. Reliving that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if you break even, you break even. Look at it. What was, what was it like down in South America then? It was great. Really, we were there with Dark Funeral. If you can imagine a, a more that's, that's, yeah, that's a perfect really. match, isn't it? Really, <laughs> but uh, no, it was fantastic. And we were in Mexico as well, where we don't have CDs or records out, and it's oh, all no. just on the on the power downloads, like you know, so. And I remember, I remember, I bought, um, I bought a Condemned to Eternity, the the crazed record, you know, the the bootleg. Oh. Oh. But which, by the way, we did just have a conversation about that. Kids, as well. kids are paying like seventy or eighty quid for it, you know, uh, online. Yeah, and it's the same with Survive by Nuclear Assault, like two hundred quid because you can't get it, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're in. Um, yeah, we're not happy about that, but yeah. But is it, is that the kind of thing? Where, like, can you guys? Do you think if you just went and did 200 copies, do you think somebody from Sony's going to knock on the door and say, hello, hello, hello? I don't think they would. Well, no. But, I mean... They, no, but what they say is... And I spoke, just, I spoke to the guys from... The thing uh, is, nobody, Zen- will, nobody will back it because somebody's released it illegally. And it's yeah. shit. Yeah, maybe. Because so the Zetrix guys were saying exactly the same thing. They said that... Um, well, they were in Roadrunner, which is a huge label. But they don't have the Masters and Roadrunner, you know, their Masters have been sold to somebody else. So whenever they go out and tour and there's kids who want you know shattered existence I, I said to them just, just produce play. it Absolutely. just produce it and, and, and do it anyway and mm-hmm. if and if, um, if one of us come after you because that's who owns the Zedrix yeah. I would be highly so, surprised that there's somebody go, in yeah just go, just go well sue us then yeah. sue us for all the money we don't have sue us for all the sales we haven't made yeah. you know mm. you haven't got any money it's it's the reverse of the situation of yeah. you know it's, you, you put it out anyway mm-hmm. and because it's the same it's the same theory as the guy who's put your stuff out yeah. do you know what I mean you just go well, well that's it. why I would it'd be good to you know do some new stuff and maybe put some re-recorded older ones on there make it you know yeah. re- repackage it and, and then it and then have full control over it because I think it's, it's like, going to get someone's going to get hold of it it was gotten for me like you know whenever I got the CD I was like oh my Oh, I've got the, the reanimator CD at last and then you guys were like oh don't buy this it's a bootleg and I was like I paid fucking 30 quid for it <laughs> oh, freaking oh sorry man. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a fucking flat for them I got, I got all your records in action records and pressing for a pound though like there was a huge bin <laughs> for them I just <laughs> don't worry about that it was, a, it was just a bin around the back you want yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't it in the shop somebody was about to set them on fire <laughs> there was like a bit of kindling you alright don't yeah. <laughs> a tramp's about to you are in the animator warm. now you know yeah, there's a tramp about, about to get a warm for the night <laughs> all of those. It's a funny situation like that. Like, and the new guys were saying the same thing that they want to re-release Survive, but they don't know who's the masters, and they're just like, it's a legally well, well, gray area. Well, all of the all of the, the re-release of all the Acid Rain stuff and everything, um, and anyone's ever said anything, I've said we own the copyright. Came back to us in ten years, and they yeah. go, oh right, okay. And I mean, did, no, did, no one's, no one's questioned. Yeah, I was going to say, has, I mean, has, has anybody ever come up here and said, oh, you've re-released this? Like, we own the copyright now. Well, uh, well, it, well. Funnily enough, th- this is going to come out on another podcast I've already recorded. Um, but Joel of Music for Nations, which, which is like you know rebooted, much like yes, yeah. um, they um, they they started that label up again, and, then, and he got a copy of the Apple Core archives from Earache, mm-hmm. and he was looking at it and thinking, "Hang on." <laughs> so uh, so he just put a sort of prank call into them and said, "Who owns the copyright on this?" And I got a panicky call from Candlelight going. Um, <laughs> Are you definitely? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the great area, isn't it? Like all these 
sub labels all went to Sony or yeah. and now Sony, BMG, Zomba and the thing is I, I was just telling these guys I've been on the PRS and some publishing company I've never heard of is claiming publishing on Acid Rain stuff yeah. and it's like well fuck you that's why Onslaught yeah. got back together it was they said that uh, Black and Records was re-releasing the records and they, they were just like hold on a minute like you know you don't even like they were never affiliated with London Records or any of that sort of stuff or music for nations you know yeah, well, even iTunes, because the guy at Careers Records has put it on iTunes as well. Really? Yeah, and we contacted them and said, he doesn't own the rights to these songs, so he, he shouldn't put them on, and they basically said to us, well, you prove you own them. Ra- rather than him having to prove that he owns them, they had to say, well, you prove, he, you prove he doesn't. Burden it's burden so, and, then, and then it just, then it just stayed on there. So. Cause, but you guys do have the pre-production demos and all for Condemned, Condemned still, don't you? Yeah, we've even, we even have the Masters. Right, there you go. Yeah, just yeah. I honestly don't think anybody would ever say, "Oh, hold on a minute, you're going to sell a thousand copies of this. I want, I want my dibs." Look, you know. Mm. Yeah, and it is the difference between life and death on the road, isn't it? Like you know, being able to sell it. I'd put you on something awesome. You could uh, remix and remaster them for you. And, and okay. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, no, just just put them out. Just put them out. And like I said, what are they going to fucking do? You know, flog, flog them at gigs. Yeah, they'll, the rest of it. they'll, have, they'll, they'll have their work cut out trying to um, make a good sound out. That's a drop of about 10 guitars I've condemned, I think. Just take the reverb off. Yeah. Reverb, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> that was the death of any decent thrash album. Yeah. It's like no place for disgrace, isn't it? Like where it's just like, let's make the snare as Bonnie Tyler as possible. <laughs> you know? But the thing is that back in those days, you were dealing with people who... You know, the music was. I had this conversation with Scott and Mordred. Everybody that, because we were, it was a kind of new type of music. You were dealing with people who didn't know what mm-hmm. this kind of music was supposed to sound like. So, as a band, you had to be fucking on it mm. and say like, no, 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 no. In Scott Ian's book, with his clash with Eddie Kramer, going, like, no, 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 no. You, uh, you've got to yeah, take, you don't understand. You've got to fucking take the reverb off. The guys from Testament were saying you know, the same. They said that like all all their rigging stuff, it was designed for bands like Foghat and you know seventies rock bands, like mm. you know, and it was like it was a mission to try and get the distortion that you wanted. And crazily enough, were like were they using like Jesse Amy eight hundreds and the little stomp box, like so yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get that old school sound, like the sound that you guys didn't want, like in the first place. Well, like, the yeah. The thing when we did deny, when we did deny reality though with Cole Richardson, you know, cause it was, you know, it was the first he'd never done anything like it before, so it was all and new. The production's him. fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, so it? powerful we, and yeah. you know, the clarity on it is we awesome. Was, we, oh, I, well, I can't say we, but I, I, I was so fucking jealous when I had deny reality. I was like, you know, and you play that back to back with Washington it's like it just fucking destroys it. It sounds I awesome. I think the production on it. Pretty great. <laughs> it, it is what it is, but I, I heard Deny Reality and I was just like, yeah, fucking hell, got that some is good, what? He got some good power, but we went up with the guitars on that and we, we spent a lot of time and we still, when I listen back to it, it still, it sounds very raw, I think, the guitars, yeah. but Cole managed to get it, you know, the clarity and the power from the drums and the bass, you know, it's it great. was, yeah. And that was one of the, our inspirations was the undercranked value, like on Deny Reality, the guitars weren't over distorted, they were really... Mm. Low distortion, but it just yeah. makes so clear. Yeah, that was that was done with a through a JCM eight hundred that. Yeah, and a, an old I think it was a, a Boss Super Overdrive or yeah, the little summer. white pedal. But that, I well, think it was, a, it was the yellow one. The it was that yeah. That's what we all had though, isn't it? We all had JCM eight hundreds because yeah, that was yeah. like that. That's that was just like 
the the head. Head. That's all we all had those. That's yeah. all we had. Because you grew up with the stories of James Hetfield and his magical one that he had, like you know, that he lost, <laughs> and you're like, that's what I have to get. Yeah, yeah I, maybe well, this is the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we 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 were just like you know, you'd ring Marshall and say, right, what 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 should we have? Yeah. What kind of music do you play? Thrash metal. Is that like heavy metal? Well, yeah, but faster. Okay, you need one of these. Have Cheers. Them. Right, how much is that? It's like now when I listen, like when I listen to um, thirteen stuff, you know, it yeah, recorded in fraction of the time, fraction of the cost. The guitars kick in, and I think, fucking, hell, that's the guitar. I would have killed for that guitar yeah. sound. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we yeah, spent yeah. four days in a thousand pound a day studio banging our heads against the wall trying to get trying a guitar to get sound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's what happens when you. That's what happens when you're managed by uh, the guy who runs the label. We, we <laughs> have. Well, you take the pitch a bit. No, no, no. no. Well, we have, <laughs> but we're recording. We're recording our second album in the place in the in the same fucking studio we record the first album on a 16 track desk underneath the funeral directors you can hear bodies being dragged around you know well why are you recording above and he's like fuck it I think I do Dan you're pretty au fait with like in a home recording and stuff like that you've done um, I've done bits of it I'm not like an expert or anything but um you're still doing it in studios, aren't you? The, the yeah, recordings, yeah. but yeah, yeah. they yeah, just seem to be a little bit more clued up out there nowadays. Yeah, they are. I mean, that North of Nowhere album that was recorded in a bedroom. That it was that we did. We recorded the drums in um, the blocked garage. I think I think he stuck stuck some mattresses up against the wall. <laughs> and then yeah, the, the height of yeah. uh, soundproof. And that. the yeah. the sound booth from our, when we was doing the vocals, we was just in his spare bedroom, and again we stuck a mattress against against yeah. the wall. And just shouted. The, the mic was in front of the mattress. Just shouted at the mattress. So you, the you do vocals in thirteen as well. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise. I thought you. I thought you just did guitar. Nah, nah. I think it was two things you can't skimp on though, wasn't it? Like drum oh, yeah. and vocals. We're going to wear these weeds. We're gradually going to stick more yeah, and more. I'm going to be doing vocals on. next. I oh, so do do <laughs> harmonies for you as well. Yeah. yeah, the guitars were dead simple again. We just, I think, especially on deeds on that one. I literally just I plugged my amp in, walked in and went. There we go, and then the recording engineer tweaked it a little bit for acoustic and all this shit. And, um, but that was it. He just sort of tweaked it a little bit just so because he knew what frequencies were going to get picked up a bit more. And then that was it. It was done with. I think the tone. Was what, what do you do, man? What, what do I do? No, what are you doing? Oh, I'm 27. 27. Yeah, I look five. And I'm 33, <laughs> and you guys are. I'm 45. 45. So it's like it's I'm weird. The sort of yeah. generational. Just 46 now. Hey, you win! <laughs> get John back. Get the yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, get John yeah, and Mark back. The old fellas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those old I, I, I was the spring chicken in our band until Dan joined. Yeah, well, yeah. I, 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 I still am. I'm, I'm, um, I'm the oldest in Acid Rain now. Um, yeah. But you know, no wife, no kids. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Hey, man, I was unbelievably blown away by how great you guys were live and, oh. and your energy as well as a front man like oh, thank you very much very thank very you. very very professional oh thanks oh, that, should, I mean, that just, should do your I can your, go your, your a, dwindling I'm going to go and have a confidence I can actually face going out on stage with you guys tonight now <laughs> Oh, thanks, Sometimes man. you need a boost. Well, it, I mean, it, it, it was a long, it was a long <laughs> fucking story. You know, and, and just, Absolutely, man. And and I mean, and I know that yeah. you started out with the best intentions of like being all because it's easy. Like, well, it's not easy, but you guys, it was the four dudes, and then when I used to decided to do it, it was the four guys back together. And no, obviously, Mike dropped out, but like I know for you, it was a major it was a mission. And then even yeah. everybody, like when yeah. you were like, okay, we've got the drummer and bass player, and then somebody's wife's like, no. 
Yeah, yeah well, well, one, well, one, actually, one day a week is too much. Like, well, it, it turns out that, that that wasn't the reason, um, but I'll, I'll tell you about right, that. I've, I've been uh, chatting to you for a good few years now, aren't you, about, um, God, about all, all the everything you've had to go through to try and get just back gigging again and yeah you know, you've oh, worked yeah. you've worked hard there yeah well worked, yeah. to be i mean the thing is i remember doing uh i remember doing the first ever talking bollocks you you were the second um, yeah. uh, with these guys and they're saying so uh, and i remember saying so you know what what made what made you guys come back and they're like well you because <laughs> i because i i spoke to the rest of the guys and they were like yeah yeah we're up for it so i rang kev and said look kev we're thinking of doing some gigs in 2015 yeah. as a 25 years since yeah like the, the hoedown wasn't it the yeah and said so so and I said to him would you, would you guys be up for no. you know for doing something as well and he was like yeah and I said look it's the reason I, I said I remember the conversation I still remember it with you saying well look maybe your guys will be up for it because you you were always up for it but mm. they were not so much and I remember saying to you well look it might be worth running it by him because two years away is you know it's not like there's a gig next month and everyone goes oh fuck yeah it's not as too much immediate yeah pressure like, well if you've got you've got two years to get them on the side and I spoke to you about like a month later and you were like no they're all bang up for it <laughs> we organised a gig in uh, what's it, Milton Keynes is it the Wharton Centre or I can't remember yeah, yeah. Wharton Centre yeah but like yeah. it was a uh, it was us uh, Lawnmower Death uh, Metal Messiah and Virus and that was two thousand and eight and I remember specifically being to both you guys come on you have to get back together and do it. So I think there's like since the thrash revival's kind of been the go. There's been people who want to see Reanimator, and there's and yeah. as you know from going and doing it. Like, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad that happy, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we happy. were kind of the, the the last on the block to kind of get together because it sort of it it, it, it definitely seemed to be it's you can't beat the, you know the longer you wait the more people want it more to anticipation yeah, yeah the more anticipation there is and um and then when it finally does happen. You know, it's it's pretty fucking amazing because I was fully expecting people to go, yeah, right. It's just you and some guys, and everyone <laughs> just went, well, hey, I said, right back. I was like, right, fucking hell, didn't expect that. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just a case of, you know, you just you just hang in there and um, just finding the right people. I think uh, you guys are in a very unique situation though. Like a lot of bands, if they got back together with one original member, people would be like, what's going on? But I think because. You're a lot of the personality of the band, and it was very clear that people, everyone else in the band, didn't want to be involved or wasn't allowed to be involved or whatever. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very much a case of, um, I, I mean, I've put it out. Like, like it's like not like John Cyrus with a load of guys in boiler suits, like or whatever. Well, it's it's well, Byford Saxon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I mean, but I put it out there. You know, we we came back. It's rebooted. You mm. know, what I mean, it's like there's no way I'm going to try and sell this as a reunion because it isn't. But also. We tried, you know. I tried. Yeah. So you, you just go. You can't be honesty. Yep. You know, you cannot be honesty. You know, you just tell Absolutely. people the way yeah. it is. And like I said, I think I think you guys are amazingly lucky that you know you guys have obviously been super mates over the years, like in mm. meeting up and having pints and stuff like that, and like being lucky as well enough to get somebody in who's able to do it. Like whereas like for hard ears having to hang about with a load of good lads he hardly knows no, no, like, do you know what it's 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 been great as I said to, as I said to like the band you know it's like I've got I've got four new friends as you, opposed to as opposed to hanging around with four guys none. Do, do you get <laughs> did they, have any of the lads uh, the new lads said like you know people coming up to them and saying oh Kev I haven't seen you in ages man you're bald like because everyone's fucking well, bald well, well, yeah no but people have been going up it, 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 because it, it does Paul's heading because like especially when we're in with Ireland people, and well just on this whole last tour people going like 
oh, I remember seeing you guys back in 1990 again. <laughs> Every time. You didn't see me. <laughs> yeah. Paul's there just going, you didn't see me. But it, it was good, it's good intentions. Like, you know, oh, it's absolutely. Not, it's not people... Yeah, no, sort of but, it's, but that's, the, that's, that's how accepting everyone's been. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, it's like we have people handing over their albums and saying, like, you know, getting all the band to sign them. And, and mm. for, for, Paul, um, for Paul and Cookie and, and, and Pete being in Acid Rain and being asked to sign records that they bought that yeah, I, and that they went to see the band play. Did, did you give them a refund? <laughs> yeah, no, we just when, when they joined the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. But when, but when we got the new, but when we, when, when we were asked to like sign all this stuff, we just ruined it with pictures of cocks. So nothing's <laughs> changed. Do you know what I mean? It's like, can you get the new band to sign? I'm going to yeah, tell fine. you a true story. Ruined. Is that uh, there was a really picture of? I had a copy of Obnoxious <laughs> in the house. Hey, nice, nice. Oh. You keep them up. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a copy of Obnoxious that I got in Action Records in Preston for a quid, as 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 it was like. Right. And um, I went into a place in Nottingham. And there was a fully signed copy of Obnoxious with a load of for fifty p. No, that is not a joke. That's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> it was devalued. By yeah. um, it's been defaced, ruined it. It's brilliant. But I guarantee that, like, there's people in Japan who fucking who are you know banned off eBay and oh, yeah. and seeing amounts of money for the well, CD. The whole idea of putting um, the Apple Core archives out was because you know CDs were like the fear with Moschenstein and Obnoxious. They were going for like you know. 40, 50 quid yeah. and it's like I saw a copy there. of um, Condemned on Amazon for 189 quid Fucking and the worst thing is like it's like you guys still don't make any money off okay. that you know it's, all, yeah. it's like, you, it's like you, that how much it co- that's how much it costs to record it, it doesn't support Reanimator or help Reanimator out you know that no. being out there for that price like, no know. not at all no, no I, I can't imagine like someone would have paid that but I, it just I was but that must be baffling, like, you know, the idea that somebody is willing, like, there's some guy in South America who's like, I am willing to pay £150 for this, for yeah. laughing or whatever, because, uh, you know, they want it. Look. Well, I, I think especially now, with that crap bloody craze version coming yeah. out, it's, you know, it'll make the original ones probably more sought after. If Is it, but was was that like a an American label in the 90s who did that, or when when uh-huh. did that kind of stuff happen? It was... It was Probably, I think what I was got, it. I got my version in like ninety or not ninety, uh, in like two thousand and three or four. The, like a craze, craze version. Yeah, because I was under the impression that that, that, that that was like a US bootleg that like they did in the nineties or a I, Canadian bootleg. I just thought the that the the craze. Well, I thought that came out. I thought it was two thousand eleven. Yeah, I thought it was only four, three, four years ago. Yeah. Oh no, it's definitely longer than that. Like you know, it's. All right. Oh, it's, it's, they've it's, maybe uh, it's whenever, they maybe it's, had a go at it before that. Yeah, then, it's but. definitely before two thousand and six or seven. Right. I know. Look, that's probably been out longer than we thought. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, how are you, Philly? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? Very well, mate. Did you do an accidental Hitler salute there? I did, didn't I? I did. <laughs> All right, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah, accidental. Yeah, yeah. 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 white power. Yeah. Fifteen inches. Oh. In the classic word is Hitler live and how tall is he? Like he's this tall. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> quality, yeah. quality. One of many classics. Um, I've got um, I've got a t-shirt for you kicking around as well. For oh yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Cool. We were just out with Miles there. Unfortunately, he's not a reality. Is he here? <laughs> he's coming around. Yeah, oh, he right, he yeah, was interviewing yeah. us for big cheese there. Um, uh, do you want uh, white? I've got a black. Ooh, white. Uh, yeah. White. Yeah, I'd love a white one. Yeah. Cool. Power. So, uh, oh, with the theme of the the moment, uh, oh, a baseball shirt, love it. And it is. 
I'm not an <laughs> You got anyway, that right. It's, it's a large, that's all I've got, I'm afraid, mate. No, that's great. But they, um, Pretty large is the only one that fits me, you know. But they, uh, they, they do wear quite small. Thank you so much. Yeah, pretty no, good tiny. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, w- I want to try and Re- get it. Yeah, Reboot tour. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I have a joke. What a name for a tour. The Reboot tour. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. You know, let's see, can't beat a bit of honesty. Yeah. I was there, you weren't. Brilliant, thank you so much, man. No worries, mate. No worries. It rolled off the tongue a bit better than dragging this shit out again. That's it. We were going to call it, um, yeah, uh, kicking a dead horse on the bollocks tour. Yeah, well, um, we were going to call that like, what was always before was um, bankrupt the promoters tour. We <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, uh, I said to, uh, um, I said to the lads, we, we were. We're going to get around to a new album, and um, um, we, should, we should call it "Shitting on Our Legacy." But <laughs> uh, yeah. the Dam" has been so well received, hasn't it? Like you know, yeah, I'm amazed. Fucking like more so than like you know, uh, worst of and all that. Like you know, oh, like, oh, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. yeah, people like look at it as a well, maybe this is the wrong way to look at it, but like people look at it as a follow up to well, the fear rather than a follow up. Well, no, to, it's uh, a follow up to obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the only um, I mean, oh, it's, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really surprising. All right, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm quite intrigued to see what it's like. To be honest, amazing, really great. I mean, yeah. And, and with Is that like the, the last in the sailors. The last show in Glasgow, the, the most violent pit was when the fast bit of Planet Am kicked off, and the whole crowd just like we, the whole crowd just went, "This is not a test," and it was just it was off, it was mental. So yeah, I mean, I'm you know, I'm really pleased with it. I, and, uh, apo- uh, apologies if, uh, well, if for I, your Irish accent in Dublin, like uh, uh, you're uh, going to get lynched, people. Or if I, <laughs> I stand about halfway through the crowd and I saw a couple of beer glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hard was in comedy mood, like so. It was like, oh yeah, well, yeah, including when I was singing, obviously. But um, but no, I'm the the whole um, the whole like Planet Am thing was just fucking insane, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, I was no, I was going to say apologies for the. Um, uh, I, I might have sent you a slightly snappy message on Facebook when you because remember you you offered to you offered to write a tune, and I was like, dude, we've got this. Because my my friend Adam is the biggest acid rain fan of all time. Is and that Adam from Festival Attack? Yeah, and yeah. he li- he's in China at the minute, and he's all like, man, I, I thought you were going to say he's in the lunatic asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you <laughs> need to be in the lunatic because he was all like, oh, I'm going to come back from China. If, is there a chance I could get into acid rain? I was like. Maybe. He's like, I can come back from China. Don't, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, he's, he's not in an asylum. Worse, China. <laughs> I think that, that, that was a, honestly, the big like, asylum. Me and him were, we want this to be amazing. And I think yeah. we were kind of concerned that you would have, because at the time you were having Bala getting the lineup together, and we were like, yeah. can I help you in any way possible? Yeah, no, I know. No, no, Good intention. Can I help no, you? No, 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 Do you have someone who helps you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Will you then. have somebody who looks after you because I need to read your meter. <laughs> no, it was. It was. Uh, they, they were. They were really good intentions. By that point, we'd already got four songs yeah. downloaded, and, so and one of the Dam was one of them. So we eat, but yeah, yeah. And Paul is a phenomenal fucking. He's not just a phenomenal player, but he's a phenomenal writer as well. Class. And, I mean, you know, Planet of Dam was an hour and a half. And I immediately yeah, headed off with Peter, your new bass player. Like, and then we're like. He came in and hit me with the most amazing content, uh, uh, compliment ever. He was like, oh, uh, you look a lot like uh, Rick Mail in Bad News. I was like, fucking hell. Who tells for the corner, man? I've got either way. Yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah, good, 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 good,
Yeah. Uh, oh, great guy. And we've got um, Greg Davis on bass. <laughs> 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 you have as well, haven't you? Yeah. Kagan. Yeah. 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 John, get, they say he looks a lot like Rick Mill. John? John's get, like gets, security. Yeah, he's like, nobody's ever going to try and stage dive when John's on stage. <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah. You're not going to get him. There's, there's a bit of a soft spot in the middle of that, where he, in front of where he's standing on that stage. He might yeah, end up being the same height <laughs> as the rest of us. <laughs> uh, Maybe he'll still be taller than me. Even if he goes through the stage. If he's like up to his waist, he'll still be told than me. <laughs> Did you bring your shorts for doing the song tonight? No, no, oh, no. Oh, no. Thank God for that. False. There you go. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, you know you want to wear those Magnum P.I. start again. Hate, hate those shorts. Those shorts, <laughs> those shorts were debuted at Bloodstock. <laughs> I remember you, I put them on and those were like, fucking hell. You wearing those? Yeah. It's like, we're wearing those in a pink t-shirt. Like, oh, this was a bad idea. Ask him to do this. Well, it was fucking. Oh, I've got. Me, he had his new tattoos on his legs. He's like, oh, I need uh, to show. I've got, you I've got my new tattoo. <laughs> Everybody see that? Show it off. Yeah. Luckily, you can see it in the picture of me diving when we played it. Um, you know, so it's been worth doing. I, it's 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 rubbed off now. It's all off now. Fucking <laughs> get me reanimated one done now. Yeah. yeah. Damn right. So is this just a one-off for you guys? Then? Yeah, we just wanted to do an album launch gig, and we've got a couple of festivals. We'll, we're playing this thing with you guys, uh, I know. And uh, we're yes. absolutely yeah, honoured to be asked to do yeah, it. You're the day after, aren't you? Um, yeah, we're on the yeah because we have we'll another festival in yeah. Germany the day before. We're, we're, we're on Death Metal Day. That's yeah. gonna be fun. Well, that, as you said, that's a blessing. We're gonna be playing the same day as Nuclear Assault and Vector and a load of other thrash bands. So people will be like. Bomb again, fucking Jesus Christ! Like, but um, either that, or we're going to go out, and there's just going to be a load of people wearing panda makeup in the audience, yeah, and we're going to be absolutely fucked. Yeah. And so I'm just going to be doing. <laughs> yeah, so just go out, play as, don't play as fast as you can, play as slow as you can. Yeah, yeah, and, that's it. And just tune, tune it down. everything down. Yeah, tune everything down. Everybody wear black. We've got, uh, we've got like uh, some festivals and then a Spanish tour coming up and stuff. We're trying to get to Japan. And then we want to go and do this heavy metal boot thing again. We're trying to get yeah, yeah, that's so a sweet deal, isn't it? Yeah, I know it was amazing getting to do it. Like we were, it was. I was supposed to be going on holidays with misses and uh, cancelled the holiday. It was just like, ah, oh, come on, just going to Jamaica, like in the name of heavy metal. Yeah, I have to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say that's an understanding missus, but then if I, well, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> I've, got, I've got a funny story to, support to tell you about all of that when I, when I switch the recording off. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Turn it off, turn it off then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Boston for a piss. Yeah, I am as well, yeah. <laughs> all right, okay, well, let's, let's call it a day anyway. Because, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me propose before I call it a day that yeah. maybe we'll see you about maybe next year trying to rent out the old marquee and we'll get awesome email and you two guys and oh that'd be fucking try and have a proper sell out UK thrash show would be great yeah that would we'll not invite Onslaught because they're not welcome lads because <laughs> <laughs> these are too aloof uh, oh fuck you know um, honest guy he's not Irish lads <laughs> me yeah sometimes I'm too honest Alright, well, look, thank you very much, guys. Um, thank um, you for letting me get crashless. No, no, always. It's been a fucking. Always a pleasure oh, talking bollocks. Oh, oh. Well, hey, cheers, H. Thank you yeah, very much. No cheers, problem. It's a pleasure. Oh, thank God they've gone. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Claws are not. 
And there you go. That was um, that. Was that. Um, I hope that wasn't too self-indulgent for you, talking about the old days and all that stuff. But um, fuck me, if you're this far into the, po- uh, the podcast and you haven't realised that this is a total exercise in self-indulgent, then um, I hope that rammed the point home. No, I mean, look, hopefully, you know, these things are fun to listen to. I hope they are. I hope, you, you know, you're still enjoying them because um, um, I'm going to continue to do this whether you fucking like it or not. So, um, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. It was, it was really cool to, um, to just be able to chill out, um, and have a couple of beers and, um, uh, and just, you know, shoot the shit. I hope it was fun to listen to. Um, and so, the, finally, what I wanted to just talk about was, um, um, was obviously, um, I did, uh, did the tour with Acid Rain in October, which was fucking awesome, and is, um, it's been a real, it's taken me a real long time to sort of come down from it, and it's taken me quite a time to adjust as well, and, um, I fucking, yeah, it just takes it out of you, um, and I didn't realise how much, to be honest, um, and I'm managing to struggle my way back into the gym, because we've got the, um, got the Eindhoven Metal Meeting, um, in Eindhoven, funnily enough, um, no shit, um, we're doing that in December. I'll actually be doing that um, uh, between now and the next podcast. So next podcast will be sort of middle of December. I am working on some Christmas specials, by the way. There is one that is d- a definite. Um, next month's podcast is going to be very interesting. There's not going to be any bands on it. I'm not going to reveal who is going to be on it. No, no, in particular people that you will have heard of, but one that's in the industry and one that is working on a rather unusual documentary um so again it's, it'd be one of those those kind of like i did say this year that i wanted to um i wanted to just kind of bright you know broaden it out a little bit more and get people on the show that were um god do you know what that, that were at all sides of the industry do you know what it only seems like five minutes since i was saying that and it's like i'm talking now I'm talking about december's podcast that fucking hell i can't believe it it's nearly coming up It'll be. I, I still remember singing "Happy Birthday" for this being a year old, um, and it's going to be two years old soon. It's fucking mental. But um, yeah, there is going to be some. Um, there is going to be some Christmas specials, um, which um, I'm, I'm. I'm hoping you'll enjoy. There is one at the. Mo- I've got, put it this way, okay. I know I don't, I don't tease you too much, but I've got two thrash legends, okay. And I don't mean UK thrash. I mean thrash legends. Um, I am in. I, I'm. I'm directly in touch with the with the wife of one who organises his diary, and that's looking like it's going to come off. And they've agreed in principle, but it's just actually nailing down the time. Um, and the other one is in. Uh, well, basically, I, I'm. I, I have got it. I've got an appointment booked. It is. It's going to happen, but there is a chance that they're going to be doing that. The bandies in are going to be doing something big. For a um, for a UK um, newspaper online, if that comes off, that's basically going to torch all press that day, and I'm not going to get a chance to do it. So anyway, look, you didn't need to know that. I'm sorry, but anyway, I did start out by saying that you know the acid rain tour and all the rest of it, and there you go, just one massive tangent back to the fact that um, I, yeah, I just wanted to say this. I, I'd, I'd been back doing comedy. Uh, I'd been I'd been back for at least a couple of weeks from the tour and. Um, and I did a I did a comedy show one night, and I was driving back from the show, and I just it suddenly hit me, I've done it, I've done it, I've got the band back together from nothing. Well, not back together, but I've put the band together from virtually nothing. It and I and I've I've finally done it. I've finally actually fucking done it, and it was one of those weird moments where it just hit me. It hit me, and I think, you know, it, it's. The weird thing is, um, in life, 
if you're working towards something, if you're always looking at the horizon, you're never going to get there. And it's important to realise when you are at was at what once was the horizon. Just one of those moments where you go, hang on, savour this, treasure this. This is that feeling of, wow, afterwards, wow, you've actually done it. Um, and it was it was bizarre. It was, And it's funny that I should be out doing comedy when this feeling should hit me. Um, well, just on the way back from doing a gig. But it, it, I, it's just something I wanted to share with you guys because it really... It, it really did hit me that it was one of those moments and like I was talking about with, with Mark on the Acid Rain um, individual podcasts sometimes when you're so focused on something you, you, you don't even have time to enjoy it don't get me wrong really enjoyed the tour but when you're so focused on something it's very easy to come off tour and focus on the next thing which is either next gig or planning an album for late next year or, or stuff like that and, and and you get into such a routine of got to get the band together got to get the band together right okay we need uh, we need a guitarist and we need a um uh and a drummer um great okay we've got the drummer brilliant oh the other guitarist is, has dropped out okay can't do that now right so now we need um another guitarist right okay let's have a look around for another guitar oh the bass player's dropped out right so now i need a guitarist and a bass player for fuck's sake and and you're so right get that get, get those moments get those moments right okay do the photo session photo session announce it announce it fine right get record a new song record a new song right okay do the tour do the tour okay done the tour done. and all of a sudden it's whoa 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 stop you've done it awesome so anyway I just wanted to you know put that out there it's either interesting or it isn't and if it isn't fuck you um anyway um it's it's been like it's, it has it's been really cool getting back um getting back into um into comedy and getting back into performing as Keith and and MCing when AMC AMC is me and I've done some gigs I've done a gig back down at my favourite club ever which has since had which has had its first refurb in twenty five years and they haven't ruined it it's cool um, and it, yeah it's just fucking it, it, it's really good to be back in that comedy space um, now if there's any fans of the band um, listening don't worry I haven't forgotten about you you know we, we the, Acid Rain is always working in the background but comedy is my day to day. That is my, that's, you know, that's what makes me content. That's what fills that little, that little hole in my, um, uh, in my ego that needs filling up all the time. Um, you know, I've been doing comedy for the last 15 years. So as, as you, I'm sure you're all sick of hearing about. Um, so, you know, that will, that will always be the, the, the day to day, the band stuff that, that, you know, that's working in the background. Um, and don't worry, it is working. But um, anyway, look, um, and if you get a chance to see me, do come along and we'll talk shit and I will share all those stories that, that you want to know. So um, finally, um, on to the song. Um, as you already know, it's from the Gamma, Bo- Gamma Bomb album, Untouchable Glory, which I have on CD. I'll admit I didn't pay for it. It was sent to me by the um, by Gamma, Bomb, uh, Gamma Bomb's uh, PR people. Um, but um, actually, um, uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's it's. It's fucking amazing. It's really, really good. Now I want to give a shout out to um, um, uh, da, 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 sorry Scott Bartlett at Screen Promotions because Scott has helped me out. He he got me the Tommy Tommy Victor interview um, from way back, um, and um, yeah, and he got me the um, uh, he sent me the CD on their behalf. It's a fucking great package. Um, I can't speak highly enough for this album. It's it's fucking great, and like I said, it just doesn't stop. And live. They absolutely slayed it. Oh, God, of course, yeah. 
I did too drunk to fuck with um, with Reanimator. That was obviously the highlight of their set. Um, it, it wasn't, it, but they were really well received, and it, and it was awesome to see those guys again. And it's awesome getting up and doing too drunk to fuck with them. It's fucking great. Um, I hope they never drop it from their set because um, then I'll cry. But they, yeah, Gamma Bomb came on and were absolutely fucking tight as fucking something really tight. Tight as my wallet. I'm not tight, but you know I'm a Yorkshireman. Whatever. Um, so yeah, it was it, it was fucking awesome, absolutely awesome, really really cool performance, um, and um, uh, and an even cooler album. So, wrapping up once again, thank you everybody for listening. If you've got this far, amazing. Um, please spread the word. Remember when you're at gigs, shout bollocks, bollocks back, talking bollocks. Never never managed one at an acid rain show yet, which um, so there you go. It's probably never gonna happen. But if you can get it going, that'd be cool. Um, remember. Um, going to peep, going to your friends' um, podcast apps. Subscribe to the podcast, and remember, if they've got an iPhone or an iPad, just smash them, snap them, put them down the toilet, drive over them, do whatever you have to. Um, but in all seriousness, please help spread this podcast like a virus, and we will have yet more fucking awesome silliness um, next year as well. So, um, once again, wherever you're listening to this. Thank you. Wherever you are, whether you, you know, you, how you go to work or whatever. Oh, and I suppose I should say this, yeah. Talking Bollocks on Facebook, Talking Bollocks on Twitter. Um, uh, find us. Join the Twitter party. It's a good laugh. Um, and, and if you're not on Twitter, oh, I don't Twitter. Oh, I don't understand Twitter. Oh, and by the way, if you call it Twitter, fuck off. Okay? That is fucking redundant. Um, but yeah, join in. It honestly is a genuine, it, it, it's some fun. And hey, and, or don't. Do whatever the fuck you want. Tell me to fuck off. Right now, come on. Everybody, tell me to fuck off. One, two, three. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate every single one of you lovely liquor Lickers? <laughs> that is what you... That's what you've tuned in for, isn't it? <laughs> the thing is, I was looking at the Dagamabon CD... Um, and I want to say listeners and I read the song Drinkers Incorporated and I got as far as drinkers and listeners and it became yeah just fucking lickners lickers whatever look I, I appreciate every single one of you thank you very much for listening till next time look after yourself this is from uh, Gamma Bomb's new album Untouchable Glory go out and get it this is just fucking cracking this is called Avenge Me Avenge <laughs> Me 